Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Morrison, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well, mate. I'm doing pretty well. How doing are you? Doing pretty well? Oh, look, it's it's uh, Black Friday today, so oh, I'm, yeah. I'm very tired. This podcast is being recorded with a uh, a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, a well-deserved drink. I did see you, like, in the thick of things today, because... Awful. I was the terrible. Opposite. I was the opposite. I had a day off today, so um, well, I'm really happy for you. It was. I mean, look, it was. Uh, um, my boss prompted me earlier in the week because, long story short, she wants to try and make an example to head office, so she's offering people to take leave at certain points. And I was like, knew Ash had the day off, and uh, and Griffin was going away camping with Ash's family for the weekend, so we are childless for the weekend. Um, so I was like, well, this stars are sort of aligning so <laughs> I, I i'm not going to say no to that no absolutely not um you'd be honestly if you had have said no yeah i would have hated you for a long time oh, i would have hated myself after <laughs> i would have been like what are you doing you idiot um, you putz. you moron um but yeah so because of that we took advantage and went downtown and did some shopping and got some last minute well not last minute but like last don't you of, dare say last minute last of our sort of like christmas things so it was just when it, bits and pieces anyone anyone says last minute shopping it gives me hope yeah yeah but no, I have, it's four, four weeks there's still four weeks yeah yeah four weeks <laughs> unless you're like me and i'm done so like it's all good we like we were we were pretty much solidly done the last thing that i've got for ash is coming in the mail it just got shipped today I a, she doesn't listen to this show, so um, I can I can it's say okay. it. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell Ash. That's fine. Um, I bought it. There's a, a company called Wood, Wood with Words or something, and they do um, uh, a lot of like pop culture um, and like anime, Studio Ghibli, um, like jewelry and stuff, like brooches and earrings. So I got her a pair of um, blue Totoro studs earrings nice. and some Calcifer studs earrings. Um, so hopefully she'll like those. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we just went and got a whole bunch of stuff for Griffin. I bought, um, the entire collection of Avatar, the animated TV series, not James Cameron's fucking magnum opus. There there you go. (sighs) Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, so I bought that because it was like $30. So I was like, and I haven't watched it yet. And my wife really likes it. And she's like, cool. Well, we own it now. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll watch it. Um, and I bought uh, Hot Wheels Turbocharged 2 Overcharge, just a super hyper edition. I can't remember what it's called. Um, the Hot Wheels 2 game. Yeah, isn't it Hot Wheels Unleashed? Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Overcharged. There yeah, you go. There we are. Um, I knew there was an Overcharged or some sort of hyperbole sort of like uh, word in there. That's how you know it's a sequel. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's more, but hey, look, I'll give you. I played like an hour of the it game tonight. is over a second time. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fuck. We'll get to that next week. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's. I, I played about an hour and a half of it, and I'm like, it's, if you like the first game, it's just more of that, and it's pretty good. Except you can do a jump now. Nice, it, that's you, actually great. You can actually, and you can bash into other cars, and it doesn't really do much, but it's fun. Um, is it like a like a button you press like yeah so it, like in F zero and stuff or it, yeah basically it's oh, like F zero so it's like it, the square and circle buttons are like your oh, left and right shoves oh, I love yeah that. yeah it's pretty fun um, hey um, Nintendo bring back F zero GX you cowards <laughs> um, but yeah like I probably won't bring it up again because there's not a lot to talk about with it but it's because it, it's a lot of, it's fun yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a yeah, career fun. mode this time around and it's got some pretty bad like dialogue oh in god. It. 
like it's pretty bad um and it's all like motion comic cutscenes, and i'm like it's fine like hey they've they've put some sort of narrative in there some sort of doctor un- like created this shrinking enlarging device and he unleashed like five different like monsters on and you got to drive cars to get them back i don't know something what, happens. what, what else have you been doing oh yeah anyway um <laughs> Uh, apart from that, apart from yeah, working, I'm I'm on the cusp of like, in the next seven days, I'm going to Melbourne three times for three different things. So, um, all fun things. Like I'm going to see Moulin Rouge tomorrow, uh, as of recording, and then next week I'm going to see Electric Callboy, and then next Friday I'm going to see, I'm going to good things. I'm seeing a shit ton of bands. I'm going to see <laughs> fucking heaps of bands. I'm going to see Andrew Shikari, I'm going to see Fire Boy. I want to see. I'm going to see Limp Biscuit. This time next week, I will have seen Limp Biscuit live. And I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I have no words. But I'm kind of excited. It's like up there for the, um, like, uh, was it a sound wave that we went to? And I was like, I guess I'm watching, was it was Gar- Garbage, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I guess I'm watching Garbage live. Yeah. Now. I mean. That's fucking good. All right. Sure. Yeah. I'm not complaining. It's just like, okay. <laughs> I think it was like they played before or after Paramore. And I was like, well, I'll check yeah, this out. Yeah, like, was, why yeah. not? Um, uh, yeah, so... Back when I went to festivals. Yeah, I only do one. Good Things is the only one I do, because it's really good. I bu- Karen, I booked a locker this year. They've got lockers. This is They've got locker technology at festivals now, Karen. Locker technology has come to festivals. I, I mean, look, it makes fucking sense. Instead of having a manned cloakroom that is it a does. pain in the ass to get in and out of. It's like, I paid 20 bucks, I've already booked it. I just go there and say, hey, I've booked a locker. They give me the key, and I can put my shit in it. And it can stay there all day. I can go back to it. If it works for Southern Cross, it can work for a festival. Exactly. I'm like, why the fuck has no one done this before? This is brilliant. Um, and I was like, it's 20 bucks. But I'm like, that's 20 bucks means I don't have to carry my I bag would with me all day. absolutely be getting a locker if yeah. I was going to good. Like, yeah. do, no, no, no question. Yeah. I mean, like, it's... It, and, like, I can share it. Like, if other people want to stash some stuff in there, I'm like, it's... I'm going to have my tiny little backpack that's going to For a cut. For charge. Yeah, I'll get some, just give me a... Give me a Pepsi Max and then I'll be... We'll Pepsi Max there. at a festival, Joel? That's it, it, I mean. it would be more generous to just ask for a couple of dollars. That's, no, no. A Pepsi, <laughs> a Pepsi Max at a festival is about half of what I Yeah, gee, exactly what I mean. So, I mean, I'll go hard on Just get me a Pepsi Max. Jesus. Okay. I'm not... Yeah, oh. um, All right, okay. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now, apart from that, I, I mean, I, I watched a really awesome TV show um, last week, but we're, we're, we're going to talk about that next week. Yeah, so week. Spot, Scott Pilgrim takes off. I also watched it. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a bit too soon. Yeah, yeah. To go all in on it. But, uh, and it's very good. Yeah, and we will talk about it next week because Probably, it's yeah. video game adjacent so <laughs> video games are related to this tv show uh, i mean yeah it's pretty in depth in some ways shape or form. i did go back and actually i did go back and play some of um the scott pilgrim versus the world so game because i'm just like oh, this game fucking kicks ass like it's so i'm good. looking at my limited run clamshell copy right now it's it's one of the things that I wish so I, good. I wish I actually bought that. Like I, in, I look back on it in, now, I'm like, in typical limited run fashion, it took forever to get to me. But right. God, I love it. Yeah, I'm like, I like looking back on it. I'm like, and seeing it on your shelf, I'm just like, fuck, I wish I bought it. <laughs> um, but what have you been up to, Karen? What have you been doing? Working. Yeah, watching Scott Pilgrim. Nice. <laughs> but nice. again, next week. Uh, look, I've been playing some games. Like again, if we're bringing up games, obviously I'm still plugging away at Destiny. Season's about to wrap up, so I'm 
getting in all my last minute homework, mm-hmm. <laughs> like turning in my assignments in the eleventh yep. hour. Yep, <laughs> just to get some some candy and some rewards. Doing the the crunches. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, like yeah, honestly, it's just been working. And like getting home from work and just like collapsing on the couch and just being like, I just, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> I yep. no longer exist. Yep, I cease to exist. Yep. Um, nothing exciting. Oh, hey, that reminds me, I've got a fucking episode of, the, the last episode of this four-episode run of Invincible to watch tonight, too. Um, Robert Kirkman saying episode four and episode eight are apparently fucking wild. And, and i tell you what, when, when that show got announced, like, like, when that show was saying it was coming back and there was, like, review copies for the first, these first four episodes of this season were coming out, um, people were like, oh, it's a slow burn, it's, like, building towards stuff. And, yeah, it is building towards stuff, but, man, it's... It, it, it's like the, the ep- last week's episode episode 3 had a cliffhanger I was just like oh fuck like I look forward to watching it when all 8 episodes are out oh man I mm. I'm just waiting like I've got so much on right now so it works out perfectly for me that's fair I've got, but I've got too much to do and play and to be exhausted by it's oh man Invincible continues to be fucking excellent so very excited about that um yeah, well, I mean, like, I guess if you want to be, I was also on another show last week because we obviously had a had a week off. Um, we're back now, yes, suckers. Yeah, but yes, I I was on a special episode of Love Letters with Jesse and a good friend of ours, mm. Joel from Black Salt Games. Not not you, Joel. Not me. No, I my wish other I was, new best friend. Joel. I wish I was as cool as, <laughs> as Joel. Like, uh, so you can go listen to that. Go, go go check out Love Letters on Spotify on what or what other whatever podcast platform you listen to podcasts on yeah and check that episode out it's a good listen you'll, you'll probably be like <laughs> after after doing it, i was like man i definitely spent like the first half of that episode just listening <laughs> I, was, I was like just hanging on all of joel's answers uh but it, it is a very good listen i definitely recommend checking it out and obviously ridiculous that i was given the opportunity to be on that podcast yeah that's really like, fucking awesome like fucking dredge is one of my favorite games of the year and what do you mean i get to be on a podcast with someone who worked on it mm-hmm. that's ridiculous i shouldn't have that opportunity yeah that's uh, anyway go listen I, no, to the episode I, look, I i agree with you then but i don't mean to you absolutely deserve to have that <laughs> opportunity to be on that, uh, that episode for sure, you one hundred percent deserve to be on that. Um, oh, I go listen to it. I can't wait to. I'm. I'm. That's gonna be like on one of my drives to Melbourne. I'm gonna. That's gonna. I'm gonna queuing that up. That's the first thing I listen to. So excited to listen to that. Cool. But yeah. So yeah. Go listen to that. And also, obviously, we'll. we'll I'll. I'll cover this again. In, well, you'll cover this in the outro. Give them some love. Favorite it. Share it. Review it. Whatever. You know. Just do that because it's great. Love letters is awesome. And this is like my second time on. As like a as a third wheel, yeah. I haven't done my my um one on one with Jesse yet. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. I've done I've done two one on ones and and like <laughs> a like a three way one. So it's yeah. And I think Jesse's in the episode the last one I did, which was for um Gen V, which was a couple of weeks ago, which was really 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 fun. Um, he already queued me up to do an invincible one, and I'm like, yeah, I'm yep, <laughs> yeah, I'll come talk about that show. It's fucking great. So, so moral of the story: go and check out Love Letters and listen to all those episodes because they're great. Yes. Uh, but back to our show. Yeah. Um, with all that out of the way, I'm going to take us into what will probably be a relatively brief quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So our quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment, and like I said, it's probably going to be a bit briefer, but uh. 
I may as well bring it up since I did talk about being on the Love Letters episode, but of course, to get like, get ready for that episode, I made sure to check out the new DLC avail- available for Dredge, The Pale Reach, which uh, even Joel himself, when he was on the episode, pitched it as like, this DLC is literally just like, hey, do you want a couple more, couple more hours of Dredge? Here you go. And I'm like, yeah, well, I'd absolutely delivered. Yeah. So Pale Reach is, again, just a, a new little episode for Dredge. It takes place... A side, it's just like a side mission in the story, in the world. So when you jump back into your game, whether you're at the start or, you know, you've just got the, like myself, you had the autosave before a certain particular moment in the game. Yeah. Uh, you can just head down and start the DLC, which is really neat. Um, takes you to a new icy region to the south, uh, which has is full of its own little mysteries and a new uh, friend to tangle with. Um, again, I really don't want to talk too much about it. It's really cool. It's kind of cool. Okay. It's it's it's, a, it's honestly it is a small little DLC chunk, but I walked away happy. I actually might pick this up when I go home tonight. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm I'm fairly so. I mean, hopefully by the time this episode comes out. But I know that I, I know that I retweeted Black Salt Games saying that there's a, like Dredge is on sale on a bunch of platforms. I think it's twenty five percent off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you've been waiting, <laughs> stop waiting and get yeah. the game. It's really good. And I know I say that a lot. And if you follow me on Twitter, it's in my name, <laughs> Play Dredge, but it's just really good. It, yeah, it is really good. I, I can't speak for this DLC because I haven't played it yet, but um, I mean, the base game's fucking phenomenal. So yeah, yeah we're all all of us here at uh, Story Mode Gaming Network are very, very big yeah, fans. Yeah, we're all thumbs up. Yeah. I mean, as a rundown, like, so the DLC adds in, yeah, new region, uh, some new fish, some new um, aberrations, obviously, a new upgrade for your ship, which is satisfying to use. A new, a new beastie to tangle with down in that new region. Uh, there's a new fish puzzle. And just new... Just general discomfort in this yep. new area. Like There's a, there's a moment where was, uh, there's a certain thing... There's, a, there's a, a bit of dialogue you get, and then you notice something as you're moving around for, through the area, and you're just like, oh, I am deeply uncomfortable with mm-hmm. this. Just once again, fuck the ocean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I really don't have much... Uh, if you want to hear more about Dredge... Go listen to the Love Letters episode where we talk to Joel about it because it's great. And if you get if you have Dredge and you're like, oh, Pale Reach, then get it. You know that's all I can really say. If you liked Dredge and you want more of it, Pale Reach is right there, baby. Hold like, us over until the Iron Rig mm, DLC comes out next year. So the um, the, the, the Black Salt deserve your fucking yeah, money for absolutely. that. Absolutely, they do. Hundred percent. Uh, but really, that's about it for me. As I said, I've been playing a lot of Destiny, doing my late season homework. Uh, I'm chipping away at the Jack and Daxter trilogy still. I'm into Jack 3 now. I'm going to keep that in my back pocket because yeah. obviously Jesse is a big fan of Jack yep. and Daxter. Yep. So it would feel wrong for me to talk about it without him here. So I'll, I'll wait till I've finished all three and I'll figure out something schedule-wise with him about it. Yep. Uh, but I picked up I picked up Mar- Mario RPG. I haven't had a chance to really play much of it. Yep. Uh, it's great, obviously. Um, but again... I've only played like an hour or two of it. That's probably going to be like when I finally am alive again. Or, you know, if that ever happens. Yep. I will get into that. But right now I'm just sort of enjoying, like I finished Alan Wake 2 a couple weeks ago. Game of the year 2023. Don't even sweat it. Uh, I'm just enjoying sort of being free of my, I'm just playing games. Not that I don't play games leisurely throughout the year as it is. But there's something nice about finishing a game just being like, okay, that's like the last big new release I'm playing this year. I can relax. <laughs> I can yeah. I can just play other stuff. 
It's good. Nice. Buy Alan Wake 2. Um, Joel, what about you? What have you been playing? Well, I've I've been not I've been playing the um should I buy Alan Wake 2 game? That's a really um, it's a really tough game. It's because a really tough game. Everything says yes. Yeah. But it really does. Except for my wallet. Responsibilities <laughs> say no, and I respect that yeah. because responsibilities usually have pretty good points. Yeah, yeah. As much as it sucks. Yeah, now my bank account's just like, should you though? And I'm like, oh, but it's but Hi, everyone says it's really good, and it seems like I'm going to really enjoy it, even though it's a bit spooky, but, you know. I will say, love the game. I don't... I can get why people say it. It's got some cheap-ass jump scares. God damn it. Mm. <laughs> like, even ones that I, I, I'm playing the game and I'm like, there's about to be a jump scare. God damn it, there it is. Like, yeah. <sighs> love the right. game. I'll just so do good. the thing where I'll just, like, take my headphones off and, like... Coward, yeah, yeah. cowardly Absolutely. behavior. Yes, 100%. Um, but yeah, I'm um, similar thing where I'm like, I finished Spider-Man 2 and I'm like, I, I, well, that was the last big release that I've, I've committed to buying um, outside of um, Baldur's Gate 3 and, and Alan Wake 2, which are patiently sitting in my wish list at the moment. Have you 100% or oh, not even 100 have you finished Mario Bros. Wonder yet? I actually haven't. So I've been chipping away at that as well. So um there's a really good discussion about games this year and like be- some of the best games this year having without giving anything away strong musical imp- imp- implementation and representation. Um obviously Alan Wake 2, obviously Hi-Fi Rush. Uh and Mario Bros. Wonder I recommend you finish it when you can. All right, yeah. <laughs> I, I have been chipping away at it. I think I'm on, like, World 5 at the moment. I think I've just nice. got... I've just started World 5. Um, so I, I've been... I, so I've 100%ed it. I'm free. Oh, my God. Did you do that last yeah, level? Yeah, I did that last level. Fuck. I, um, I lost my sanity on yeah. it, but I finished it. I don't know anything about it. All I know is that, like... Good it's God. fucked, yeah. I, I know Tim Geddes is still struggling with it, it's, apparently. So, it's yeah. It's Honestly, it's because of how it's laid out... And there's one particular badge in that level that when I got the badge earlier in the game, I'm like, this badge is pointless. Why does this badge exist? And then I got to that stage, I'm like, it's only for it's only for this. And I I, rep- I resent it and I loathe it and I hate it. <laughs> I actually think I know which badge you might be you talking probably about. probably do. Yeah. And anyone who's played Mario Brothers Wonder probably has the exact same thought. Yeah. They're like, oh, I bet he's talking about blank badge. And Especially because yeah. they showcased yeah. it in a, in a trailer as well, Just I'm pretty like, sure. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Okay. Anyway, um, I'm, yes, I'm free. <laughs> I'm. Uh, I've been chipping away at that. Uh, I'm, I'm sort of getting to the point now where I'm like, I'm having a few goes at like getting as much as I can in a level, and then if I don't do it in that run, it's just like, oh, I'm just gonna move on. That's to how I one. did it. That's how yeah. I did it. And then I'll go back and like go through if I like and casually chip away at the rest of it as well. Um, yeah, it's really, still really good. It's uh, really good. It's very, very good. Um, as I mentioned before, I did pick up the uh, and played a little bit of the um, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game. Uh, again. Also very good. Um, very, very, very fun game. I'm so glad that it is back. Yeah. <laughs> and we just have it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and yeah, outside of that, I've been sort of just tinkering away with bits and pieces. I had, I played like half an hour of the demo for Spirity. Um it's interesting. I really need to sort of be in the right mindset and sit down and, and, and like get through that first couple of hours of like a cozy farming sim, like sea change game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I do like the idea of it and it did make me want to go watch more studio Ghibli movies. So, cause I've just like, well, oh. good news for you, Joel. There's one coming up in a couple of weeks. Yep. And I'm gonna fucking go see it. Cause it looks real good. Um, 
but uh, I mentioned about it uh, three or four weeks ago on the show now. Um, I've been really getting into Dave the Diver on the Switch. Um, it, it, this is a, if you, if you haven't heard that episode where I, I did talk about it, it's like a fishing roguelike, I guess. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I would describe it as based on what you said to me yeah. in that episode. Fishing yeah. ro- fish fish roguelike is accurate. I think like it, it, it has roguelike elements to it because it's, it, but it is like, it is also a very like cozy game. Like it, the, the stakes are fairly low. Um, so I've put a few more hours into it, like well, quite a few more hours into it now. Um, because uh, and and some of the, the the game has revealed itself to me. More of the game has revealed itself to me. It keeps like dishing out every like hour or two. It keeps going like here's a new thing. Here's a new thing for you to play with. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is cool. Um, and it, it doesn't feel overwhelming. It's not like I'm looking back at my like all the stuff that I've got, and I'm like, oh, I've got a lot of shit now. But it was given to me. It was like dished out at a, a nice pace. Um, so yeah, and basically you play the titular David Diver and you, you go dive down to this like weird, deep blue aberration hole that's appeared in, in this ocean area, um, diving for fish because, um, you're helping out, um, an associate of yours who has a friend called Bancho who runs a sushi restaurant, um, and it gets trashed in an earthquake, which is what happens, um, to open the giant blue hole in the ocean. And then, uh, yeah, so you're basically, like, trying to supply him with fish. Uh, And in doing so, you meet a whole cast of characters. And I mean, there are a lot of characters in this game. Um, Each have different things that they introduce you to, like different apps and things on your phone. Um, Oh, great. My phone's full of apps, just just like in reality. Yeah, it it absolutely is. Great. (laughs) Um, And, like, there's, like, like a card-collecting thing where it's, like, basically, like... It's basically, like, the fish compendium, but they've, like, made it, like, trading cards... Um, which is pretty cool. Um, and then, yeah, you're, like, upgrading your gear. You're upgrading and, like, improving your restaurant. And you can, like, customize it to the, to the way that you want it to look. You get, like, different things depending on different levels you get at. You're trying to get higher ratings for the restaurant as well. So there, there are a lot of plates spinning, but it doesn't ever feel overwhelming. Okay. And that's, I think, the best part about it. Um, I mean, it can definitely be a challenge when you're playing one of these games that is trying to fit into multiple genres. Uh, so it is good to hear that it doesn't have that issue. Yeah, it's it, it, it feels really, like, because I can get turned off by things like that really easily. Like, I would almost say they put it in the same sort of bag as, like, a Hades, where it's like, you're doing runs, and you're like, oh, something else happens, and then you get this new thing, and then you go, hey, cool, and then I'm going to use that now, I can go a bit further down, or I can do this, or I can access this part of the area, or I can serve this kind of fish now, or whatever. Um it's yeah it, it, it i would put it in that because you're getting these persistent upgrades that are helping you but it's central core is like you go down depending on and your life is represented by like your oxygen meter you can refill that various different methods while you're in the ocean so um and then also you can improve the the capacity of your tank you can also improve, improve the capacity of your suit so you can dive deeper um how much stuff you can carry as well um your harpoon gun um i don't think i mentioned that last time so you've got uh you can have like a just like a straight up gun and like there's different guns that you can get and craft and things like that to have as a starting weapon um there's like a net gun there's like a a like a trank gun there's all these different things um but you have like a harpoon gun as well that doesn't require ammo and you can get when you're in the in the the ocean you can find new upgrades for them 
um, for that run, essentially. So it can be like a poison one or an electric one. gives it different um, uh, elemental types on it. Um, but the basic one that you have when you start, um, I'm still not sure exactly how it works, but I've just been doing it like rotating to sort of reel in the fish, and that seems to be working pretty well for me. Um, I guess if it works. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it'll put up a fight, and with the normal one, it'll bring up like a mash A to like to a, fill a bar, basically, and keep it at a level, and then you reel the fish in. Um, you can turn these off, by the way, as well. Um, okay, that's good. That's which good. is a good thing because the different types of harpoons that you get have different little micro games with them so one of them will be mash a which is the regular one, so one it's definitely reminding me of like how dredge has different yes, fishing very input similar mini games yeah yep very similar other ones that will play be, dredge yeah absolutely play <laughs> dredge um the other one will be like press uh there'll be like pop up with two button prompts and you press those and then you reel the fish in yeah one's like rotate it around one's like wiggle it back back and forward and to fill a bar up. Mario Party flashbacks. Yeah, basically. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay. Um, again. <laughs> All right. Again, you can turn these off. Yeah. I, I haven't found them too. The, the wiggling back and forth one is the only one that I really hate because <laughs> it is physically not possible to do it with just your thumb. Well, I'm also thinking about doing that on the Switch and yeah. it's little it's so-called joysticks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I gave up saying with just like <laughs> one hand, like like whole, clutching the yeah. my Switch with one hand and using like the other one to... full Mario Party. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, yeah, it's really, really fun. And it's got some really great writing with all the characters. Like, there's some funny jokes and stuff in there as well. Um, it's just... And it's fun to look at. It's gorgeous. We will talk about this game probably later in the show. Uh, it'll, 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 it'll come up. For reasons, but... Um, it'll come up. It is a, it, it's, a, it's a really great game and definitely worth your time and definitely a great game to play on the Switch. Load times are a little bit long, but, like, not unbearably long. Yeah, it's only on Switch and PC, isn't it, so far? I believe so, yeah. yeah. I think it is only on Switch and PC. Um, definitely. At the moment. I'm sure it'll expand. Oh, I think so, too. I think it'll get it'll get an Xbox and PlayStation uh, release for sure. Um, but, yeah, definitely worth your time. I think it's, like, 35 bucks or something like that. And it's... You could... I, you could do a lot worse with that money. Like, honestly, it's it's, it's very good. Um, but yeah, apart from that, that's all I've been really playing. All right, then. Well, look, you mentioned that this game will come up again later, and we may as well get to it. So I'm going to take us straight across to the bonus round. Bonus round. So the bonus round is, of course, our whatever we want it to be segment. And you might have heard of this little this little award show coming up in a couple of weeks, the, um, the Game Awards, hosted by some guy called Jeff Keighley. Yeah, yeah. yeah Real um, big up-and-comer in the industry. Yeah. Dorito Pope, I believe his name is. <laughs> um, the hype man himself. Uh, so, of course, we're going to cover it. It's like, it's like I, look, look, I get it. But it's just fun. I mean, like, I, I have fun with and these things. Also, let's just peel back the curtain for a little bit. It's an easy episode for the end of the oh, year. Like, God. really, isn't it? It's just like he gives yeah. us, he gives us two episodes. He gives us like the pre-game awards one and yep. the post-game awards one. Yeah, and like, cheers, Gilly, because like heading heading into December, I'm ready to clock off the year. Yep, and come back next year. So uh, I do appreciate the uh, favor he does us. And honestly, there's been some conversations that have come out. For this game awards on a various amount of topics, um, including the games themselves, like like what's because some years you have those years where it's just like it's this game, like it's clearly yeah, gonna, yeah. this game's gonna fucking clean up. A this lot of a lot like, of awards this year, like even the nominees themselves are still contentious. People are like, well, I would have put this in instead of that. So yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. 
Uh, we will, of course, be noting down who we're voting for. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to include... Cause we, used, we usually do it like who we vote for and then who wins. But I don't, I can't really be bothered tracking two things. And let's face it, I've been fucking terrible Yeah, you're, you owe me some uh, Perfect yeah, Dark do. Zero, Joel. I really do. Uh, really so I think do. this one will just we'll note down who we're voting for, and that'll count if if who we vote for wins. That's a point. Yep, that yep. keeps it easy, easier for my brain, which is quickly, rapidly failing me this year. Um, but yeah, so let's get straight into it. Obviously, we typically skip the esports stuff because I don't know, man. I look, I love video games. I can't keep up with esports. Yeah, it's just so much of it, and it's all games that I'm just like, lol, and Dota and yeah. Counter Strike and. Even Overwatch 2. I'm just like, mm, nah. I'm like very casually aware of, yeah. The only one I'm actually partially aware of is Evo, and it's only ever up for one award and it never wins. Yeah. So, no, like, no. I'm out. It probably should win, but like. No, I mean, tech, like, look, and look put, putting aside my bias, like, some of those, like, LOL and Dota events are insane. They are pretty good, apparently. Just because they just pour their money. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. Like, they just pour wild. money onto it. It's it's nuts. Yeah. So I don't begrudge them for winning, but no. I also do not have the time to understand them. Mm. So we just skip them. So we're starting with the dumbest award, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, we're going to run through this in reverse on the Keeley's website himself. Uh, so we're starting with most anticipated game. So the nominees for most anticipated game are Tekken 8, Star Wars Outlaws, Star Wars Outlaws. <laughs> I know, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm excited for that game, but it's a mouthful. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, Hades 2, and Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth. Before we even say anything, I think if you've listened to the two of us talk, I, th- <laughs> I think... Um, Kyra's just put his vote in. Um, I, I think if you know either of us and our gaming taste... Yours, I, yours, your, I mean, obviously, I'm picking Rebirth. I, I do think it's got a really good shot of winning as I well. I absolutely think it does, But too. also, it's what I'm voting for. Yeah, well, I'm going to vote for Hades, too. That's true. Yeah, I Hades mean, too. I fucking love Hades, and I really would like more of that. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, and it looks like it's going to be really interesting. I like the the, the, the new character. That they've I think they're the two frontrunners. No, no shade so well. to the other three, but I think yeah. Hades 2 on Supergiant's incredibly like their pedigree is insane yeah and ff7 rebirth the hype cycle of the past like two months has been insane like even like this week they posted a bunch more information and god i don't know how this game is going to be ridiculous so yeah i don't know who's going to win no me i I feel like rebirth might edge it out purely because it comes out in like what Two months, essentially. Two or three months. Yeah, and we, we haven't even got an early access no. day. Which, actually, that could be Maybe. something, because that was when the early access came out. We're not even getting into predictions at this point, okay? I mean, I'm just saying, That's that could be like, a thing. It's like, most of the game goes to Hades 2. Also, it's out in early access today. Could very much see that happening, but... We'll see. I went the wrong way in the awards, don't worry. That's I? okay. That's okay. I wouldn't have sold you out. It's fine. Anyway, next up, we've got... Oh, Jesus Christ. Best Adaptation. This is a... <laughs> so, the nominees for this one are Twisted Metal, The Super Mario Brothers Movie, The Last of Us, Gran Turismo, and Castlevania Nocturne. Clearly, The Last of Us is winning this, and I mean, it's obviously what I'm voting for. I mean, I'm going to vote for it, too. I watched a little bit of Twisted Metal, and it is fun. Like, I, I need to go back and finish watching it, although I think we just got rid of Stan, so... 
I'm not doing that. And um, I've heard Russell Metal's good. The Mario movie is fun, but lest mm-hmm. we bring it up and incur the wrath of Broad. Yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just... am desperate to get to Castlevania Nocturne. Uh, I just haven't had a chance, hopefully later this year, and I couldn't care less about Gran Turismo. I'll watch it when it goes to streaming services. But yeah, last well, of if us... you want to pay the money, you can get it on Sony Pictures Core. Uh, a streaming called. service that I always subscribe to for other reasons. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, clearly The Last of Us. I mean, like, it's it, just take the video bad. game element out of it. It's still a fucking excellent it was television great. show. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's, it's uh, like, yeah, I yeah. mean, come on. Come on now. Like, for that one episode with, um, uh, with Bill. Fucking like, episode three. Yeah, like, just that, that alone. Some of the best television it... I've ever seen. My God. Mm. Moving on. Best multiplayer. So the nominees for Best Multiplayer are Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Street Fighter 6, Party Animals, Diablo 4, and Baldur's Gate 3. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like, the obvious answer is Baldur's Gate 3, but... Yeah, for it's probably going to sweep a lot of awards here. I think so. I, I think there's a there's a, a good case for Party Animals, from what I've heard. I think it's... Street, uh, Street Fighter Six. I would say, is an outside chance as well. Yeah, I, I think... I mean, the other four games are yeah, also... Like, it's, it's a pretty wild category. Um, I would say D4, maybe not, just because I feel like D4 has yeah. been super mixed. Uh, yeah, I think that's like, probably I, the one that... When the first season dropped, I played for two hours and was just like, ah, I'm good. I had a hankering the other day. I was like, oh, do I get it? D4 is... It, look, it's fun. Maybe when the first expansion comes out, wait, wait till then. Which like, is what I did with Diablo 3 in the end, I yeah, think. Like the next so the, the expansion's it. coming out late next year. Wait for that, I would say. Yeah, and I think the game will be in a much better yeah, shape. Yeah, by, by that point, too. they yeah. will have gotten their seasons figured out better. The monetization, monetization will still probably be very predatory, but hopefully oh, yeah. the rest of the game is better to mm, <laughs> sweep under the rug, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to vote for Baldur's Gate 3. I, I think th- it'll win, but like... I actually think that's probably what I'll vote for as well, where I think people will just I see Baldur's Gate 3 and vote for it. I mean, I haven't played multiplayer, but the idea of being able to play a essentially a digital D&D game is yeah. tempting. Yeah, it is. I, I think it's... And the <laughs> fact that you can play with like the cast or like you know your own character it's, uh, yeah. yeah it's uh, there's I, a lot of flexibility to be had there i think it's um it's as as fun as it is when we want to hear playing solo i think it's made for multiplayer as well you know yeah i mean like, like it's, it is like you said I, a playable D campaign i played so. divinity original sin 2 all the way through multiplayer and that game rocked yeah yeah Larry, Larry my only my only boulders go through regret is i by the time i i'm nearly i'm at the, like the last fight when i finish it i'm definitely going to be done with it for a long while right okay i want to do a co-op game but right now i'm just like oh when i see credits i'm gonna be so happy <laughs> i'm like 140 hours and i'm just ready to be free oh god um, anyway moving on next yep. up we've got best sports slash racing this is the other category i'm like all right guys sure yep you might recognize some of the nominees from last year's oh, with new iterations of course of course we have got the crew motor fest Hot Wheels Unleashed to Turbocharged. Turbocharged, yep. Okay. Forza Motorsport F123 and EA Sports FC24. Congratulations to Forza Motorsport. I think it actually came out to pretty good reviews. Did it? I uh, actually think it did. Okay. I think it, I, I think it did it did better than Forza 7 or whatever it was that had all the okay. terrible fucking monetization all stuff right. in it. So I'm, I, I'm taking your word on that one because I, I, I was, actually didn't see much of the Forza... Feedback. I, was, I would say it's 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 probably Forza, because um, EA's in a bit of like the <laughs> Sports FC is apparently j- just as bad, like horrible as it's always been. 
Um, it could be cool if it's like F123, because apparently those say, games are pretty... It's Codemasters, so they're consistently good. You know what? I'm going to vote for F123 just so we've got some differentiation right. going on here. Love that. Um, but yeah, who knows? It's a category where I'm just like, hey, I played none of these games. Yeah. It's also not a genre I normally play. I was like, Hot Wheels is great, but it's more of the same. And <laughs> yeah. like, it, that was fine anyway, but yeah. Uh, next up, we've got Best Sim Slash Strategy, which I actually think this one's interesting. Mm. Uh, the nominees for this category are Pikmin 4, Fire Emblem Engage, which is a game I keep forgetting came out this year, yep. Company of Heroes 3, Cities, Skylines 2, and Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. I honestly don't know. I think Pikmin 4, maybe. I, like, like, Pikmin 4 seems to be like, the one. I, all the, but, I, I mean, I'm going to vote for Fire Emblem because, like, I vote with my heart, oh, yeah. like an idiot. But like, I honestly think Pikmin Four could win this. I, that Pikmin Four would be my vote, um, because I, I mean, like, yeah. I feel like the hype around Pikmin Four has been big, and it, it's probably going to win something. Yeah, well, I was going to say this is the category probably for it to win. I would yeah. say, um, like, no shade to the rest of the nominees, no, but it's no. probably the one that. Sometimes, like, sometimes you look at a category and you're like, this game's going to win an award. Yeah, probably yeah. this one. Yeah, I think yeah, Nintendo are going to walk away with a few. I think it. I think it's nice. probably up for best family game but i think that's mario's award oh, to win since it, since it won't win game of the year which we'll no. get we'll get to yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna win that one yeah um yeah so hey speaking of the devil next up go. best family category which hey only two nintendo games this time so we've got a bit of variety going on very impressive the nominees are super mario brothers wonder sonic superstars pikmin 4 party animals and disney illusion island I'm voting for Mario. It's I'll probably going to win. I'll vote for Mario as well. Although I, I, I really, I'm waiting for a sale on Disney Illusion Island because I feel like it's it looks be a, cool. A, a I like the visual style. Yeah, and apparently it's a good one to play with kids as well. Um, like the challenge is relatively low until it starts to not be so low towards the end. Um, yeah, I, so that's I, I want to check that out, but it's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, um, yeah. Mario I, I think I think Mario's going to get it. Mario Wonder for sure. It's great. <laughs> yeah, we've, so got, we've got a surprisingly stacked category. Best fighting game. So the nominees here are Street Fighter 6, Pocket Bravery, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2, Mortal Kombat 1, and God of Rock. Street Fighter 6 is getting my vote, and I think it'll win. I, mm, I mean, it's between that and Mortal Kombat 1. They both... It's so funny. ...reviewed I really well. I know, but I he- everything I see about Mortal Kombat 1... Outside of its story mode, yeah, I hear it's been a bit weird. Okay, yeah. Again, and that's just what I'm. That's what I'm picking up on the uh, the outskirts, and I just I feel like I see nothing but praise for Street Fighter Six. I mean, mm. obviously, of the two, I own Street Fighter Six and have played it, and it is great. Yeah, it's a great fighting game. Uh, but I, even just like from people I've seen who like Mortal Kombat, and it's like, look, Mortal Kombat one's fun, but if you're awarding like best fighting, apparently the netcode in SF Six just gives it the edge. It does. They, they, they from the the demo I played of Street Fighter Six. It's like it does feel good to play. Yeah, it's like, really good. And, and like it's, you know, second great strides. And like if you're new to fighting games, you can jump in it in the Street Fighter Six. There's some some good control options to make it a bit more, you know, accessible. Because yeah. like obviously fighting games are really one of those one of those genres of games that to get into definitely takes patience and willingness to you know bang your head against a brick wall. But I do. That's why. That's why Street Fighter Six has definitely made some strides. But again, I, I feel like this category is coming down to head-to-head combat against mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And from what I hear, from what I hear, MK1's 
online doesn't hold up as well as Street Fighter Six. So I reckon that's what might give it edge the edge. It over. Yeah. Um, yeah. This isn't this isn't best story. That's because yeah. Mortal Kombat One will probably win that. I, I'm probably I would be more inclined to go for Street Fighter because I'm a Street Fighter boy. So hell yeah, yeah. Capcom superiority. Let's go. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. No shame, Mortal Kombat. When I had COVID before PAX, I played through Mortal Kombat 11. 10 and 11. Uh, 10 and 11. Great story modes. Yeah. Uh, then as soon as I finished the story mode, I was like, oh, I'm probably never playing these games again, so I deleted them. Yep. Uh, sorry. <laughs> yep. Nope. That's fair. Uh, one of the weirdest categories. We've got Best RPG up yeah. next. Again, some games in here that I'm like, oh, maybe move. Well, there's one game I'd move out of this and put it somewhere else, but. The nominees are Starfield, Sea of Stars, Lies of P, Final Fantasy 16, and Baldur's Gate 3. I'm voting for Baldur's Gate 3. It's almost certainly winning this award. I mean, it's the definition. Of, like, it is the it, RPG. It is an It is a role-playing game because it is based off yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, yeah. which is a tabletop role-playing game. And even so, just like taking these four, these five games, and being like. From a role play specifically, like so, for the best game designed with rich player character customization and progression, including massively multiplayer experiences. I guess it has to cover any MMOs that get in. Yeah, but rich player character customization, Baldur's Gate three. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like come on now. Yeah, I mean, who are we kidding here? If it was just best character creator, like a yeah, fucking Baldur's Gate, 3. Baldur's Gate three, like I've played that part of the game yeah, and it's, it's yeah, fucking it's, awesome. It's great. So I think that's a pretty. Done and dusted one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Liza P being in it is interesting. I know it's strictly... It does count because it's an action RPG in the way that From Software games are. Yeah. But I feel like maybe it would have it would have been better off in, like, action... We'll get to action, adventure, and action. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. other two dumb categories. Yeah. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I haven't played Liza P. I hope to see it win something, but it definitely isn't going to be RPG. It's no. not winning that category. No, it's not going to win that one. For sure. I'll wait for Balls Gate 3 too as well. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, we've got Best Action Slash Adventure, which I like to... For Action Slash Adventure and Action, I like to read the descriptions. Uh, yeah. It, for the Best Action Slash Adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving, the nominees are The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Resident Evil 4, Marvel Spider-Man 2, and Alan Wake 2. Um, I mean, this is where things start to get really wrinkled. Yeah, with the whole with the uh, the whole awards because like, like there's an argument to say that it's like congratulations to Zelda because this is probably going to be one of the only things that wins. I'm thinking Zelda or Spider Man too. I I, I honestly I think that as well. I think this is Spider Man 2's best shot at a win. I I I will probably vote for. I'm, yeah, I'll I'm, vote for Spider Man too. I'm voting for Tears because I fucking love Tears of the Kingdom, but like I think it's. Either one of those two. I think there are other awards that Alan Wake will win, so I don't think it wins this yeah. one. <laughs> and, and like, I, like I'll, I'm going to vote for Spider-Man 2 because I, again, loved Tears of the Kingdom. Fucking amazing. Uh, well, God and, damn, one of the best endings of a video game ever. But like, Spider-Man 2 was, it's, I'm a, I'm a Spidey fan. Like, it, I, it, I guess it, I'm probably doing an unfair, I'm doing an in, injustice by discounting Resi 4 as well. Oh, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I, I still, I'm voting for, I'm voting for Tears. I but, almost bought Jedi Survivor today as well. I was like, oh. do I still have my copy? I think I traded it. I saw it for 30 No, bucks. I definitely traded it because I finished. I was like, I'm never playing this game again. Yeah, yeah. It's a fine game, but when it, when it was over, I'm like, thank God this is over. Yeah, I was like, it was, it's like, I think like someone's got it for 38 bucks. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. I, I like, could do that. I would say that's a good price for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I might still do it. But 
Yeah. Um, also, I also think, like, I know I've seen lots of discussion around the combat in Alan Wake 2. I understand those points of view. I personally had no beef with it, but I think that'll hold it back from winning this one. Yep, fair enough. Okay. I can't speak to that, so... I will, uh, I'll take your word for it. So next up, we've got Best Action Game, which, not to be confused with Action Adventure, is awarded for the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. And boy, is it interesting to not see Liza P here. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, nominees, we'll get to the nominees first. Yeah. We've got Remnant 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Ghost Runner 2, Dead Island 2, mm. and Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon. Dead Island 2 should not be here. Lies of P should be here. They what? almost could have switched places. What place- the hell? They almost could have switched places. Like... Really? Like... I don't know. I... I... I'm speechless at how that happens. Yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't know why they're here. Um, but you're scared of putting Lies of... Like, you know, Lies of P against a From Software game? I don't know. I hate... I hate this. Because I really like Armored Core 6. Like, I really like Armored Core 6. And it's clearly going to fucking win this category. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know for sure. I feel like, is it like there's a lot of groundswell. I'm voting for Armored Core 6, by the way. Um, I think Hi-Fi Rush has got a better chance than you're giving it credit for. I, oh, I'm going to be voting for Hi-Fi yeah, Rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know. It legitimately is one of my favorite I think it's got a good shot. <laughs> I, I hope so. I really do. If only because it's not going to win for its music. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we'll get to as well. it. You, you know why, though, and it's understandable. I, I know why, and also, yeah, like... But, yeah. I don't know, I, I think it's got a good shot here. I think I think I saw nothing but praise about its use, its combat working so well with the rhythm it, element. Yeah. Like, and I it think, does. I'm still shocked. Yeah, that it, yeah. I played that whole game, and it... Honestly, Joel, take heart. It could win. <laughs> please. Tango, you deserve this. John Johannes. I met John Johannes. You did. I told him how much I liked his game, and he said that's really nice. One day I'll, I'll meet Miyazaki and tell, much I'll tell him how much I liked all his games. Yeah, well... Although um, he, I, he was not as involved in Armored Core 6. Still loved it. Haven't finished it, because nah. it uh, kicks my ass. Yep. But boy, if I don't love it. Yep. I want to go back to it, but then I'm like, I feel like it's been too long yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's one of those... It's any From Software game is an intimidating prospect to go back to after such a long break, so I get it. Yeah. You're like, not alone now. I would like to, but I've got to be really in the mood to do it and like... At least, at least in Armor Core Six, you can do sorties and stuff, and yeah. get back into the swing of things, and like replay older missions to sort of get back. But like other from software games, like, it's just like, all right, I guess I'm just gonna run around and die a few times, yep. and then I'll be back in tune, I guess. So we'll yep. see. Yep. Yeah, I'm voting for Armored Core Six. You're voting for hi- fighting for Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush. And my main grief is like, why is Dead Island here and not Liza P? Yeah. Shout out to Ghost Runner Two. Apparently, it's really good. Same for Remnant Two. I hear it. Yeah. Remnant Two is really good. Yeah, both games that I have played the first iterations of. I uh, haven't got around to the sequels. I have Remnant in my library, and at any point, I'm ready to, to just run it because it's three player comp, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I just I want to get to it. It's but... good. I really enjoyed it. Soulsborne game with fucking guns. It's great. Next up, we've got best VR slash AR. So the nominees are. Side, synapse, synapse. Yep. Resident Evil Village VR mode, Humanity, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, and Gran Turismo Seven. Honestly, a pretty decent lineup of yeah. of experiences there that are all fairly solid from what I hear. I honestly don't know what to pick here. I'm gonna go Gran Turismo Seven because okay. I hear that like it from people who've 
played it, they're like, it felt like I was like fucking in a race car <laughs> hurtling around a track. Well, and so I'm like, that's kind of what you want with VR. But I mean, there's... I'm, I'm going back to where I, where I live, where I where I know best, and I'm going to vote for Resident Evil Village. It was between those two for me because I think Call of the Mountain got knocked down a couple of pegs for a couple of things. I think it felt a little bit slow. Um, Humanity is a really good puzzle game. I don't know how it performs in like VR, but it's a really good like really good puzzle game. But definitely mm. made me mad. Yeah, uh, and Synapse is the one that's got David Hayter in it. I'm pretty sure. Oh, does it? I'm pretty sure. Okay, cool. I feel like that's yeah. He's involved in that. I'm like I think he's yeah voice acting. It was him and someone else. Jennifer Hale maybe. I'm not sure. Next up, we've got Best Mobile Game. The nominees are Terra Nil, Monster Hunter Now, Honkai Star Rail, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, and Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. I'm just going to go ahead and vote for Honkai Star Rail. I mean, I'm going to vote for it because I know it's going to win, but like Monster Hunter Now, I've stopped playing it as much now, but like... It's pretty fucking good. Like, if you just want to, like, get in, kill a couple of monsters, make a cool couple of cool weapons, and then bounce out and do that every day, like, or if you want to go for a walk and do do the thing, like, it's it's a pretty good Pokemon Go-like. Like, like it, yeah. I actually quite enjoy it. I mean, but. I've been, I'm still playing a lot of FF7 Ever Crisis, which is a game that I am increasingly mad at, but if, if Square Enix had just, like, been okay with not being predatory with the monetization and just released it as a as an experience on consoles and stuff it's a great way to catch to recap ff7 it really is and it's cool and i can see i can see how they're gonna like pull double duties on this game as well like you oh know, yeah oh yeah like soft launching probably enemies and bosses in ever crisis and being like yeah we're, we're gonna put them in ff7 remake later anyway yeah. so and, like, right now, there's, like, a crossover event for FF9. I'm like, yeah, that FF9 remake's getting pretty close, isn't it, guys? And you've got the Black Waltz bosses right here now. It's all done. <laughs> uh, but I think Honkai's going to win. Like, it's great. I haven't played much of it since it came to PS5, but it's cool. It's flashy. It's a surprisingly good turn-based RPG, even without spending any money, which is what I think helps it a lot. That's why I knocked down Ever Crisis, because even though you can play it for nothing... You definitely Square's like doing their best. They're like, oh, don't you want, yeah, this fucking awesome, um, garnet <laughs> costume for Aerith? Well, you can get it on your tenth pull, on like your tenth stamp on your stamp card for doing this uh this gacha pull. Which look, we're gonna give you the, the free blue crystal currency, or you can just buy some cool these cool red crystals. You know, I'm just saying. And they do, they 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 make you look cooler. Yeah. Don't you want? Don't you want your air to look like Garnet from Final Fantasy IX? God damn it! I, I'm like, like, oh, you bastards! Hoyaverse are actually really good at like getting you in the door, and like, yeah, and like, and, like obviously be, they're be still like, they're still predatory, of course. But they're, <laughs> but they're like, you can just play this game, yeah, without spending it. money. You can have a lot, you can have a good time. But it's like, but if you get invested in it. And then you're like... We've got some cool waifus for you. Exactly. And yeah. has, has bandos. <laughs> that, uh, absolutely. So, like... Everyone is catered to in this game. They're doing it in, like, the the, the business side of things that, are like, is <laughs> less predatory, I guess. Still waiting to see how they do with their third game. I'm fucking... There's, like, a demo trailer up for that now. They keep putting trailers up for it. There's, like, this fucking character. I'm like, just give me the game to play. This I'm... one... this The trailer, the most recent one mentioned demo. So I think they're getting ready to, like... To do some testing with it. I'm waiting. I'm on the fucking mailing list for the beta. Like, 
I want to play that game, especially now I've got a backbone. I'm, I'm going to play the shit out of that game. Like, I'll play it on PlayStation. I won't play it on... It's going to launch on mobile first. I'm going to play it there. Next up, we've got best debut indie game for the best debut game created by a new independent studio. The nominees are Viewfinder by Sad Owl Studios and Thunderful Publishing, Venba by Visai Games, Pizza Tower by Tour de Pizza, <laughs> Dredge by Black Salt Games and Team 17, and Cocoon by Geometric Interactive and Annapurna Interactive. Clearly, I'm voting for Dredge. I mean, I'm going to vote for Dredge I as well. I really wanted to win this one so badly. Um, yeah, I, I, I do as well. Um, I, would re- I really want to check out Pizza Tower, because every time I see it, it looks fucking wild. Honestly, I haven't really heard much about it. Um, it, like you should look up a trailer for it I'll, after I'll, we record. I'll look it up after we finish. It's um, it, it looks really fucking weird and interesting. It's got like a real like late nineties Nicktoon vibe to it, but like kind of more fucking weird. It it it's hard to explain. It's like a platformer yeah. game. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting. If it comes to Switch, I'll I think I'll definitely pick this one up. But to have to have a look at, I, I really like I- the look of it. I don't know. But Dredge. It's Dredge. Yeah, I'm trying to think of, like, who could win. Like, obviously, I want Dredge to win. I mean, Cocoon, I hear good things about. I just want Dredge to win so badly. <laughs> Cocoon's on, got, like, it. Cocoon's got that, that bullshit fucking, like, we've got, we're a company, we used to work for Playdead. Like, I mean, yeah. I was like, okay. You get used to it in the industry at this point. I know, I know, but I'm just like, okay, well, that's gonna, yeah, sure. Um, I hear really good things about Vember as well. Yeah, me um, too. Yeah, to the point where I think because it's it's all about like um like cooking and it's like a narrative adventure with cooking. Um, I think they're actually working on an actual cookbook because people nice. have been That's asking cool. like, how, I want to cook the recipes from this game, and they were like, oh, we're gonna look into maybe putting together a cookbook for yeah, it. So I, I've seen some cool stuff from Viewfinder as well, as far as like being yes. a like pers- sort of perspective puzzle game goes. Like there to- was a taking, like, slides and photos and stuff and using them to interact with the environment. Seems really cool. I've, I've and I, I saw someone, you can do it to, like, access a certain area to go pat a dog or something. Yeah, or right. Or a cat or something. I'm like, brilliant. I've heard, like, it, it, there was a lot of buzz around it when it came out and going, this is amazing, this is, like, mind-blowing. And then I've heard some people say since that it's like, yeah, it like, it was mind-blowing, but it's like, it's almost like a party trick a little bit. Or it's just like, okay, like, that that's pretty neat. Like, but... But as far as, like, debut... Because, again, you've got to remember... These, again, these are being considered as debut 100%. Games. 100%. But, I mean, like... Look at Dredge, come though. On, come, like, on, <laughs> come on, Dredge, baby. Come on. Let's go. It's, it's fucking great. It's, let's keep that Dredge train rolling. Well, next up, we've got Best <laughs> Independent Game for Outstanding Creative and Technical Achievement in, the, in a Game Made Outside the Traditional Publisher System. The nominees are Viewfinder, Sea of Stars... Dredge, Dave the Diver, and Cocoon. I'm obviously voting for Dredge, but I, I think Sea of Stars will get it. I I, I think but this I'm, might be the one that Sea uh, of Stars wins. Um, but I'm voting for Dredge with all my heart. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll be voting for Dredge as well because I didn't finish Sea of Stars, and I my I haven't, I haven't finished it either. But it's it's really good it's great like it's phenomenal I, but another reason i haven't kept going back to it is because my playstation plus a, yeah has oh. lapsed so like and it's it's expensive to get it to get plus back now it is yeah although it's 30 percent off at the moment still i think is is that for 
existing subscribers? I'm not sure. I thought some people talk saw people talking about how there was deals for new subs, but mm, not okay. like okay. I'm have to look into that. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, look, so the hit. Let, let's lay it. I'll lay it all out. Like Dave the Diver, I really fucking love. That game is excellent. Is phenomenal. Um, I'm having such a great time with it. Uh, this has sort of been one of the big hot button topics when it comes to like yeah. categorization of games when it comes to the and game. If, awards. if you want a little, 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 re- yeah, yeah, it's just is a discussion had about like if this is awarding games based on the independent status of the studios or is it more of a vibes award? And David Diver definitely gives independent game vibes. Yeah, but I do. Before you go on, I also want to point out I didn't run through the developers. But um, I do find it interesting that a lot of these are like, it's like Sad Owl Studios and Thunderful and Geometric Interactive and Annapurna Interactive, Bike Soul Games and Team 17. And for David Diver, it's just Mint Rocket, not really mentioning uh, Nex- Nexon. Like, yeah. yeah mm, it's, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Mint Rocket is like, oh, that's a fun indie studio. And then, yeah, it wasn't until I found out that, yeah, they were overseen by uh, uh, Nick's gun. Yeah, I want to be clear. Game still sounds really good. Oh, it again, and I'm it's not... just one of those things where it's like, what? How? How are we judging an independent game? Here? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you look at the category and the, the the description of the category, like like I can't in good conscience say that Dave the Diver fits yeah. that. Like it, unless it's a vibes based. It's, it, it's just like, hey, this is a cute little cute little game. It's yeah. like, ah, oh, it's an independent game. Cute little like quote unquote indie game. Like it's, yeah, yeah. yeah if, it, if it feels like an indie game, um, which it does in a really great way. It has a yeah. great feel to it. But, I mean, when it comes down to it, yep. It wasn't wasn't like it was a risky development project. No, 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 no. Dredge. Dredge all the way. I'll yeah, be I'm, I'm for voting for Dredge, but I, yeah, I think CFS will get it, but boy, like, you'll hear me if Dredge wins. Oh, yeah. If it, yeah. Yeah. You'll, wherever you are in the world, you'll hear me fucking erupt. Get up. High go five. Listen, go listen to that Love Letters episode. We're going to high five across the ocean. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And then get dragged into it by something unmentionable. Oh, God. Yeah. Very true. Uh, next up, another award that's <laughs> slightly contentious for, for one of the nominees. Uh, we've got Best Community Support. The nominees are No Man's Sky, Hello Games, Final Fantasy XIV, Square Enix, Destiny 2, Bungie, Cyberpunk 2077, CD Projekt Red, and Baldur's Gate 3, Larian Studios. I'm voting for 14, and um, and then it's purely, again, if we're going community support, like, I purely base this off their love letters and how in-depth they go on all the yeah. the patch details and their, their fan fests and all that stuff. Who are you voting for? Before, um, we get, before we get into, like, the real discussion. I mean, uh, I, I, I don't have much of a touchdown on any of this. Uh, the one that I would probably normally vote for, because it would be the one that I, has a community that I had interacted with very slightly would be Destiny 2, but I don't uh, think that deserves to be here because it was very, so we'll, very bad timing. We'll, we'll get it. So we're going on it now. So, I mean, if obviously we covered it slightly on our, on our most recent episode. If you, unless you've been living under a, rock, under a rock, there was recently significant layoffs at Bungie and the community support team was hit pretty hardly, pretty hard with that. And it's just... It's weird seeing it nominated for Best Community Support after that happened. Now, it is worth mentioning that, you know, the people who have been laid off, who were on the Community Support team, whilst are equally as shocked as us at the irony of it, they also were just like, like I saw Liana Rupert tweeting about it, it's been like, the people who are still there doing Community Support are doing an incredible job. Yeah. So, like, look, they're working hard. It's just the 
timing of the nomination. And I do think that will affect its chance of winning, mm-hmm. no doubt. But, um, yeah, it's just... I, oh. I, I, I'd almost just vote for Cyberpunk as well. I think just because, like, after the disaster that was, yeah. like, base Cyberpunk and where it I mean, is now... Like, if, if, if Cyberpunk's not the best ongoing game, maybe... Uh, yeah, I think is that still a category? We'll see. We're, I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, you're right. Probably, I'll probably vote for fourteen. I, yeah, it's fourteen. Like they're always know. just consistent. Baldur's Gate three also like again the the thing does mention um, community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity, and game updates slash patches. The Baldur's Gate three patch notes are funny. Uh, okay, they're very funny. They're very detailed. <laughs> it's like reading an essay. But some, um, of, I- some of the stuff they sneak in the patch notes are pretty funny. You know what? Going for Baldur's Gate three. I'm gonna. I'm just just for some ver- just variety up. there. Yep. I reckon it's got a good yep. shot. Like the the, the the community support for Baldur's Gate three has been pretty good. I mean, yeah, fourteen's been pretty untouchable in this category for a while. So I actually don't remember who won last year. I have to look at it. I feel like it was fourteen. It was probably fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got best ongoing game. Uh, so this is awarded to a game for outstanding outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. The nominees are Genshin Impact, Fortnite, Final Fantasy fourteen, Cyberpunk twenty seven seven, and Apex Legends. I'm gonna go for Cyberpunk for this one, like yeah. you said. Um, mainly because, and there is an argument to be made that. Well, maybe this should have been how it was. I mean, but yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. But we've I, we've seen No Man's Sky win this award for for being the comeback kids. Exactly. So. Yeah, I think this might be Cyberpunk's time to shine. I think because it's now it's done now. This will be the last time we'll probably yeah, see it. It is. It's, um, it's the sequels around the corner. Yeah, like so. This is this is it. Um, and like I hear Phantom Liberty is fucking great. That's what so, I hear as well. Yeah, one day. Yeah, one day. One day. That's what I should be playing. You've got my copy of uh, 277. That's what I should be playing. I should be going back to 277. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's good now. It's good. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was good when I played it last year. I hear it's even better now. Yeah, I did play a little bit of it. Um, I actually don't know who I'm going to vote for. Interesting. I'm, it's For me, it's between Cyberpunk and, and 14. I don't know. I didn't... I feel like I've seen a lot from both sides from Endwalker, I think it was the last DLC. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe I will go... Hmm, fuck. Uh, you, f- Fortnite. <laughs> it's like, I was like, I, I, was, I, I want it to be different. I mean, Cyberpunk could win. I feel like Fortnite's had a good year, right? I mean, the, the OG true. stuff has been good. It's been and fun. They're teasing the fact that... M&M's this, in like the... This, so it's a big bang event that's coming yeah. out. This is like the end of this season. Um. And like the tagline is like, there's a whole new world out there. So it seems like plus you can, I think you can, you can do something game awards related in Fortnite. For you moment. can vote. You can vote in. You there. can vote for God the game damn. awards in. in I want to change Fortnite. my vote immediately. Um, you can vote for the game awards in Fortnite. Does that mean Fortnite Jeff Keighley exists now? Uh, yeah, it does. I don't know if you can get the skin. If they like, sell him as a skin, I will play Fortnite. Yeah, fuck yeah. Oh god, yeah, I want to. I will um, roll around as as, as Keighley. That would be the Dorito first Pope. one I actually like <laughs> spend some, money on. Drop some cash on that Jeff Keighley um, skin. So it'll be interesting to see if they like completely shake up. I mean, they've kind of done it before, like turn the whole map upside down and quite literally sometimes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what that, that means. If yeah. they're just like, we're going to a whole new place. At this now. point, who can even predict? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fortnite's wild. Still fun. Yeah. 
Next up, we've got games for impact for a thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. This category is always so, some years you're like, yeah. Other other years I've seen people being like, mm. so the nominees this year for games for impact are is Venba by Visai Games, Terra Nil by Free Lives Devolver Digital, Netflix, Chia, 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 yeah, Chia, yeah, by. Awaseb and Kepler Interactive, Goodbye Volcano High by Co-op, Chance of Sinar by Run Disc and Focus Entertainment, and A Space for the Unbound by Mojikin Studio, Toad Productions, and Chorus. I'm uh, this gonna... is reminding me that Goodbye Volcano High came out this year, and I haven't played it yet. Yeah, and I, I really feel like I saw, I think I saw mixed things about it. I'm voting for A Space for the Unbound. Um, I've heard fickle. very good things about it. Uh, it's one of those games this year that I've always been meaning to get to, uh, but I just haven't had a chance. I played a little bit of Terra Nil, and I can see why it's nominated for this um, category. Um, I've heard about Chance of Sanar. It doesn't seem like a game that I would be interested in playing, but I like the idea. It's all about like translating languages. Oh yeah, that, that, yeah. I remember seeing that game. It does sound very cool. Yeah, As someone who played who was who played Tunic. That sounds rad. <laughs> Justin McElroy and Griffin McElroy on the Besties have been like singing its praises. Um, I really don't know who I'm going to pick for this one. I'm going to honestly. Go... If I didn't vote for this one, I was going to vote for Chia. Chia's great, um, especially if you're like, what if I could just play a, like a a Zelda game on a smaller scale? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a cool game. I um, just, I never finished it, but I just, I feel like I've been hearing nothing but good things about A Space for the Unbound, so I'm throwing my lot in with that. I'm, I'm just going to go curveball and go for Terra Nil. Okay. Because I think it's interesting, and so it's all about, like, revitalizing a desolate, like, desolate... Um, it's a nice like, message. Uh, yeah. To live in, living that dream would be wonderful. Yeah. It's like, it's like, <laughs> oh, rever- well. it's, it's like reverse <laughs> industrialism. It's great. Yeah. Uh, and it's on, it's on Netflix games as well. You can play on your phone, which actually works really well. Oh, okay. Neat. Yep. Uh, so next up, we've got innovation in accessibility, recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by an even wider audience. Audience. Nominees are Street Fighter Six, Mortal Kombat One, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Hi-Fi Rush, Forza Motorsport, and Diablo Four. I actually am kicking myself immediately because I didn't research this award properly. No, neither did I. Um, I think just from like from like at a base level, from what you were saying before about Street Fighter Six, like that could be an argument yeah. could be made for. I don't know. Like it's cool. I, uh, yeah. Um, but also, Hi-Fi Rush actually has some really cool features in there, like to be able to enable people. Tell, tell me about them. <laughs> um, well, just off the top of my head, like they have multiple visual cues on top of the audio cues to help you still play the game if you are still interested. Because, like, I mean, yes, it's a, a rhythm game which relies heavily on music, but it also does have a great storyline with great characters and it's visually appealing to look at as well. So, like, if you are hearing impaired, there are still ways you can play that game. That is cool. Um, so, that, that, that yeah... You know what? I'm gonna go for Hyper Rush on this one. Just out of out of. Uh, I really don't know. Wild card. I promise, as soon as this podcast is over, I'm gonna go and read up on all the innovation steps these games took because I feel like a real jerk right now. It. I mean, like a lot of these companies have been, like Insomniacs. I know Insomniacs usually really good with yeah. their stuff. Um, 
and uh, Capcom have get, been getting better. Yeah. Um, but with that, with that. Yeah. Uh, and I just don't know about Mortal Kombat One. I'm yeah, like curious I'm as gonna... to why that's here, but um, I'm sure it deserves to be. But uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna go Hi-Fi Rush. God, I am, I'm actually stumped to avoid dragging a podcast out. I don't, I don't like blind voting for a category like this. I'm gonna vote for Spider-Man too, but I, I pledge to go and read up about all the all the innovation options these games have added well, because I, did, I mean last year it was a really cool thing to read about, so I am absolutely kicking myself for not doing it this year. The other thing that you could say to, to, as to why Spider-Man Two is in there is that like I, I mean, like uh, American Sign Language is represented mm. all throughout that game, yeah. and it's all authentic to the point where like. So, um, the the voice actor for Miles actually learnt ASL. That's pretty cool. To to do that, and I saw some people just being like, "Oh, a voice actor learnt ASL for a, a video game," and everyone in the comments was like, "They do the mocap, you fuckhead!" Yeah, like games, especially games like that, like they're not just the VAs anymore. It was great because like nearly they everyone are, in the comments was just like, "You're a fuckhead!" Like, like their voice act, they they are the actor that portrays exactly. That yeah, like, come on now. Um, so come on now. Uh, and I think it also had like, uh, at like a, a like a ASL interpreter that you could have in the bottom of the corner, which okay. I know that um, Forza Horizon Five and Four, I believe, well, did that. I, as that well. might be why Motorsports up here as well. I would say that's probably why it's there because I think it's probably back. But um, yeah, it, I'm gonna research all this. Like, yep, because I feel like a, a jackass. Yep, but um, I don't know. I think it's a great category. Yep, it's fucking awesome. Uh, next up, oh, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> we have got best performance, which yeah, okay. So awarded to an individual for voice act, voiceover acting, motion and or performance capture. The nominees are Yuri Lowenthal, Marvel Spider Man Two, Neil Newbin for Baldur's Gate Three, Melanie LeBird for Alan Wake Two, Idris Elba for Cyberpunk Twenty Seven Seven, Phantom Liberty. Cameron Monaghan for Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Ben Starr for Final Fantasy 16. It's a good lineup. Joel, you go first because I mean my vote's locked and loaded, and I'll, I I may even write if it doesn't go the way I want it to go. But, I mean uh, I'm I'm going for you, Lilenthal, because I think he just consistently uh, he is a, a fantastic Peter Parker, um, and like with the events that transpire in Spider Man Two, he gets a real chance to sort of. Um, play around in the space, I guess, for lack of uh, a better. A he better definitely words. made the emo black suit Peter Parker in a way. Where I was like, oh, mm. yep, okay, yep, All yeah, right. yeah. It was almost like it, even that, if I'm just like, hey, it's Azaku Kuroki. And that's also that's also one vote for because it was really cool to hear him use that voice again. Um, I do hear amazing things about Idris Elba in Cyberpunk, though. Um, I hear he's fucking great. In that, which is always nice to hear when, right? This okay. award is gonna have to go to Neil Newbin. Come on now, the his performance as a step like so. If you'd asked me this six months ago, Ben Starr would have been my vote. Ben Starr, Clive carries FF sixteen. I don't have any real grudges against Final Fantasy sixteen, but I definitely came out the other side of it being like, oh look, it was it was pretty good, and which is a, a far cry from where I was after I played that opening our demo was like, God, I need this game. Inject, shoot it straight into my veins. I need yep. it immediately. Yep. Ben Starr is awesome. He's great. He was incredible as Clive. But, I mean, I almost... If you'd, if you'd asked me 
this week, who should be nominated for this category? This would just be like each every person from Baldur's Gate 3 because the performances in that game are so good. But I guess if you've got to pick one, Neil as Asterian is so good. And I can't, there's like, I wish I could recommend dialogue for you to go and watch, but if you haven't played the game, it'd give away so much stuff. But his performance is incredible. And like, you could, if you look at, he's like, when he talks about what this, how this world changed his life, it's just like, come on, give it to this man. He's so good. Yeah, that's fair. I, I mean, like, yeah, I can't, I can't speak to it. So that's why I'm I like, yeah. But I, I honestly could see this going to Ben Starr. I think he won, a, he won at one of the other ones. And I was like, that's fine. Ben Starr, he's, he's incredible. Ben Starr, yep. Yep. he is the coolest dude. He's having a good year. He's having a good year. And every time I every year. time I see him in a video or on a podcast, like when he was um, when he went to LA and was hanging out with the Allies playing the 16 demo, I'm like, I love you, dude. Mm. You're cool. He went and hung out with Kind of Funny yeah. as well. Did like Games Daily with him a couple of days. Like, yeah. That's great. Uh, Just watching him and like Brad geek out of a Final Fantasy was so satisfying. <laughs> he's, a, he's great. And again, he's incredible as Clive. And, like, they're all great. Like, Yuri, as you said, is Peter Parker is incredible. Mm-hmm. Cameron Monaghan, mm-hmm. even if I didn't really like Jedi Survivor that much, he was, like, he was great as Cal in that game. He's, Cal's a, he's a great character because of him. Like, it's... Idris Elba. Like, like, I don't even need to play Phantom Liberty to know that Idris Elba is amazing in that I game. I haven't watched it yet. But he... They cast him as Knuckles. Yeah, the I've seen bits and of it. And apparently, like, he's fucking he, awesome. He is. He's great as Knuckles. I'm like, this man can't... He's also, like, a DJ and a producer. Like, yeah. he just, like, hangs out. He'll just go to clubs and just, like, can I play a set? I'm like, you're just the fucking best dude. Yeah. Like, what a, what a ledge. Um, and Melanie in as Saga Anderson in Alan Wake 2, also incredible. Um, it's, I don't like to talk about snubs too much, but, again, like I said, like, I could just put all the Baldur's Gate 3 people in here. I just yep. could do it. But in particular, I'm, I'm going to have to look up, look up her name to do, to do it right. But... There's one particular from Baldur's Gate 3 who, like, I'm like, how did they not get this person? Amelia Tyler, who was the narrator of Baldur's Gate 3, is incredible. The amount of dialogue she recorded, how good it all sounds, how there's, like, different versions of the lines based on your character. Like, my first run was like, oh, cool, that's the narrator. But my housemate's been playing through as the darker dark urge run and it's like there's different takes on different lines cool. for your character I'm like that's insane so they've almost made her like she is a character she well, she's the dm she's the dm she yeah. is yeah so i'm like she's guiding the story that's oh, really cool i kind of wish you were in there i really do that's fine so neil my vote is for neil okay neil for, yeah. for asterian I'm, I'm voting for yuri still <laughs> that's fine like your best audio design <laughs> Recognizing the best in-game audio and sound design. This this one's going to be more dicey than I think some people expect. The yeah. nominees are Resident Evil 4, Marvel's Spider-Man 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Dead Space, and Alan Wake 2. And I'll be honest, I still don't quite know who I'm voting for. I mean, if I'm voting with my heart, it's Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah, because well it's a fucking rhythm game. So, like... um. And honestly, like, the sound design is great in it because it is, like, you do feel every hit and attack in that game. Um, and that's carried through through its audio design because it's not only just the music and things like that that are carrying it through. It's, like, every impact has that sound of, like, 
of impact, but it's also it also sounds like musical and instrumental as well. So um, I think it's got a good shot of winning this one. I, I think so too. I, I just want to shout out the fact that Hi Fi Rush getting nominated for quite a few gongs, which is I'm very yeah, happy. Yeah, I mean about. it's not a it's not something to be like scoffed at for a getting year. It comes, comes out at the start of a year. Yep. Like Shadow dropped at the start of the year as well. They like, kind of a lot a lot of the time a game that comes out early in the year do they do get forgotten by the end. Mm-hmm. Especially because, you know, a lot of the heavy hitters drop in the later, you know, quarters. So it is cool to see it getting some nods. After all this uh Waffle over and haven't decided yet. Okay. I'm yep. probably just going to... I mean, without playing it, surely Alan Wake 2's got... And this sound design in Alan Wake 2 is incredible. Like, playing that game with headphones is an experience. Um, it's what I'm probably going to vote for. But I do want to shout out as well, the audio design in Dead Space is great. Well, I've done that, Game Pass now, too. That I should game check that in headphones is... Whoa, boy. Uh, even do not it... recommend, but do not recommend. Even RE4 as yeah, well has yeah. its... Like, it's... it's spoopy moments as well yeah for sure i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna vote for alan way 2 i do actually think that hyper rush will win this one but um alan way 2 sound design is very good honestly they all are like yep god because this year has been ridiculous for video games best score and musing music for outstanding music inclusive of score original song and or licensed soundtrack the nominees are The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, composed by the Nintendo Sound Team, Hi-Fi Rush, audio director Shuichi Kobori, Final Fantasy XVI, composer Masa- Masayoshi Soken, Baldur's Gate Three, composer Boroslav Slav- Slavov, and Alan Wake 2, composer Petri Alonko. And, oh, God, I don't know what to pick. I mean, I know what I think will win, and it's soaking 16. It's, again, like I said, I came out the other end of 16 to be like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> Soundtrack-wise, I came out the other end of 16 being like, whole, he's, he's done it again. I didn't finish that game. I played like five that's, hours of that game. That's soaking like, seasoning. That fu- yeah, that fucking first two hours. like Yeah, it's an audio tool to force. Holy shit. Like, yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucking impressive. I think he might win it. I mean... I want to vote for my, I'm, it, I'm vote with my heart Because guess what? I'm doing it too. Choo Choo Alan Wake 2. <laughs> all Gods of Asgard. They compose all those chapter songs and they're all unique. Don't listen to them until you played the game because they obviously, because this is fucking Remedy, they are relevant to the story. Well, this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing, right? <laughs> because I haven't played Alan Wake 2, I probably would be in agreement with you on this. 100%. Herald of Darkness. No, just stop. <laughs> Because I don't need to spend $90 on this video game right now, and I really want to. Um, I, Hi-Fi Rush for me. Like, yeah, that's fucking... that's Again, this is not one of those categories that any of these games could win. Because even though I spoke about 3, Baldur's Gate 3, incredible music. The There's a boss fight, which again, I spoke earlier about, you know, musical in, like inclusion in games and I mentioned like Mario and um, Alan Wake and stuff Baldur's Gate 3 has its own little bit at the end and one of the later boss fights so I was like that's incredible and I won't say what it is in case people haven't done it yet oh my god but it's a, there's a boss and he's and I was like alright let's fucking throw down I'm fighting you I start the fight and they're singing and I'm like are you singing are you singing a song I love this game yeah right <laughs> I bet I'm, I guess I said earlier so I'll be happy when it's over but I'll, I'd be lying if I said I didn't fucking love every second of it. Even if I seem like I'm mad at it sometimes. 
And Tears of the Kingdom. I mean, yeah, we haven't even discussed that. Like, I feel like we're gonna. There's a lot of tears discussion to come. Uh, yeah. I, Breath of the Wild soundtrack was very minimalistic, and it worked very well for that game. And I know I have seen some people who sort of lament that this one sort of did more musically, and I hear you. But I would be lying if I said I wasn't like fist pumping at the end of that close closing segments in oh. Tears of the Kingdom, or like. If I didn't still have the their their new take on the Dragon Roost Island theme from the Colgara boss fight stuck in my damn head or, every second of the day, or even like from the trailers that carried yes. into the game, like Ganon, we are gonna Ganondorf's hear, like that we're gonna, discordant. We're gonna hear like, that fucking Tears of the Kingdom theme from the trailers with the fucking jazz and everything. Ah. Uh, in that game of award, game of, game of year orchestra, it's, it's going to happen. That guy's going to be a social media sensation for like a solid week. Whoever is whoever's on that instrument, I oh my god, <laughs> yes. Um, I I, w- I just want to quickly like give High Five Rush yeah, its flowers yeah. as well because I, I know I, I know I've done this for every category it's been nominated for, but um, so we I mean, it's it is a rhythm game. It is a rhythm game. Um, and not only did they have like fucking dope. Licensed songs. The game, the first licensed song in the game is "Lonely Boy" by the Black Keys, and it's just it's fucking great. Like <laughs> it starts, you hear that guitar riff, you're like, "Oh, this is gonna be a fun game." And then like the first boss fight you do is to like one million by Nine Inch Nails, um, and, and there's two fucking Nine Inch Nails songs in this game. Um, it introduced me to a song called "Wearing" by the Joy Formidable, which is one of my like favorite like if I need like a pick me up uplifting songs now um because it reminds me of the part of the game that it plays in um but we live in an age of streaming so we also obviously need streaming friendly versions and the score itself is really great so when you're just going through levels it's like all just like fun and rock but it's all influenced each stage and each as you're leading up to a boss fight is like influenced by different styles of music so that's why I love Alan Wake too. <laughs> yeah, I look, look. <laughs> Remedy's just like I haven't played Remedy, Alan Wake too yet. Remedy's like, what if we just like work with these artists and make the music for our for, with them with not so it's not technically licensed. We just made new music with these artists. Look, look, look. Yeah, Sam like wrote the lyrics for some of his stuff. <laughs> Fucking I, well, actually, so this this is what I was gonna get to. Yeah. Um, so they obviously have to have stream friendly versions. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. So they've written songs. With their like in-house band, which I can't remember what they're called, it's it like cool. like Neon Triangles or something like that. I love that. Um, but they're it's it's their in-house band, uh, and they sound very similar to the song, the That's license cool. track they've done. And John Johannes actually sings on a, a, okay. quite a few of them as well. That's really cool. And I was like, I didn't know that until I started listening to the soundtrack when I got added to Spotify. I, I, I was like, massively respect that. I was like, well done. And then there's also a bonus track on the soundtrack that is like. It's basically just John Johannes saying, we worked really hard on this game. We really hope you like it. Please tell us if you like it. We we, we, we worked really hard and we put a lot of love and, and uh, you know, sweat, blood, sweat and tears into this game and, like, we really hope you enjoy what we've put out for you. And I'm like, that's great. So, yeah, Hi-Fi Rush is my vote. <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. There's an incredible... One of the... On Spotify... On the Alan Wake 2 chapter songs album, I'm not going to say anything. There is a song that isn't even in the game that I found or that other people have found. It's we, people, people think it's like a clue to the first DLC, which there's another clue to the first DLC. There's another clue to the DLC in the game itself. That's so good. The chapter songs album is amazing. The score itself is also very good. I, I'm, 
Home Gods of Asgard and like the chapter songs combined with the score. I've. Herald of Darkness only just got added to Spotify like a week ago. It's like daily. I listen to it like three or four times. So it's so good. I still think Soken will win though. I I think so too. Yeah. Sixteen All of this talk that we've just had 16 about sixteen soundtrack is so good. Yeah, it's very good. Um, God, I just want to play on like two. It's so fucking. And you know, so this is where I'm annoyed, right? Because if if it was physical, I'd be like, fucking here you go. Uh, if it was physical, <laughs> I would have fucking bought it by now, wouldn't I? But even if you had nerve, I would be like, here is my copy. Yeah, yeah. Go home and play this game. But if it was if it was a physical copy of it, I would have fucking bought it by now. Next up, we've got Best Art Direction for Outstanding Creative and or Technical Achievement in Artistic Design and Animation. The nominees are The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Lies of P, Hi-Fi Rush, and Alan Wake 2. This is another tough category. This is really tough. Because each of these games, has, from what I've seen, has brought something fun and interesting to the table. Um... Like, Mario Wonder, you could argue, is probably the, the least on the list. But, my God. I don't know. Just each I'm... each stage has its own, like, weird fucking thing. And that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that this is the caliber of all of these games. It's like, it, it's, yeah, has its own weird thing that, that they very rarely repeat. Um, and the, the levels themselves are great. And the redesign of Mario, we haven't had a refresh of, like... The, my... 2D Mario. The animation in Mario Brothers Wonder is leagues better than I expected. I still think of that Goomba. That's little Goomba. Just like stuck between those two blocks. I feel you, buddy. That's exactly how I'd react. Just being like sitting down, just looking super unimpressed. But yeah, all of Mario's animations are great. Like going into a pipe, but leaving his hat behind, so reaching back out to get it. And even all the other characters as well, like the Yoshis, the Toads, Daisy, Peach. It's just like. I didn't expect that from a 2D Mario again. Not after the new Super Mario Brothers stuff. They don't feel like copy-paste sprites. No, they feel they, like they've got their own personality. Yeah. And, and like, even though, so you know, they all move identically, they jump identically and all that stuff, they look and feel different. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just... And yeah, obviously, everything else about how that game looks and is how visually, it's just... But Alan Wake 2. <laughs> oh, fucking God damn it. Now, I don't think it'll win this one. <laughs> no, no. Um, I, I, I honestly don't... No, I think I'm going to go with Mario Wonder. Yeah, okay. Because I think Tears of the Kingdom... I'm going to go Fire for Rush. <laughs> oh, see? I'm flipping. It's very good. It's very good. No, I'm going to stick with Mario okay. Wonder for this one. I, I can't throw too many hats at the ring yeah. for Hyper Rush. I can't say much about Liza P from this perspective. Um, honestly, like, whenever I... This is not, not a slide against the game. <laughs> I, every time I look at it, I'm like, yeah, man, you look... You look like a From Software game, yeah. and I'm fucking into it. <laughs> you look like a From Software game, but what if Pinocchio? Right? Yeah, I'm like, what if that sounds yeah, fucking Pino- cool? Pinocchio Souls. <laughs> Pinocchio with fucking um, Dante's robot arm from fucking Devil May Cry. Uh, sorry, Joel. From Software so- made that Sekiro. The oh. <laughs> trick weapons. Well, okay, <laughs> all right. But again, that, again, not a slight. No, Liza P no. is like way up there in the list of games that came out this year. But I want to get to at some point. Yeah. I don't know when. Uh, Jesus of the Kingdom, again, obviously, yeah, it's fucking beautiful. Uh, and yeah, Alan Wake 2 does a lot of incredibly cool stuff. But I just, I think, I think Hi-Fi Rush, it is, it, it, like, look at it. Yeah. <laughs> just look at Hi-Fi Rush. <laughs> yes, I, I, I've looked at it a lot. I know. And I love it so much. 
as you said earlier, Joel, the way it, like you can vi- like see visually in this rhythm game, the rhythm is just like yeah, there's there's and multiple ways like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the whole world feels alive when it you see, like, look at it. Speaking purely art as art direction, like you know, cre- outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I'm voting for Hyper Rush. Yep. Nope. I I I don't disagree with you. <sighs> Next up is best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative de- development in a game. We've got. Marvel Spider-Man 2, Final Fantasy 16, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Baldur's Gate 3, and Alan Wake 2. I've I've only finished one of these games. (laughs) So I guess that's what I'm going to vote for. (laughs) Like, because otherwise I'm just like blindly voting. Like, uh, so Spider-Man 2, I guess, gets my vote. And I'm not discrediting it. I'm not saying it's got a bad story. No, no, no. It's no. fucking awesome. It is, a, it is a good story. I loved it. That's I loved it, loved it, loved it. Some of a load of stuff, but that's good. The most part's got a good story. I loved it. But I know just via... Well, I mean, just at a base level hanging out with you. Like, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3's here. Alan Wake 2's here. And I'm like, okay. Phantom Liberty's here. Also Phantom Liberty. Like, it's... And honestly, 16 is here, like... Phantom Liberty apparently is like a, a fucking sick techno spy thriller. And I'm like, that sounds real good. <laughs> I think that Baldur's Gate will win, but I'm voting for Alan Wake 2. I know some people have expressed thoughts about certain parts of that game and how certain things end. But I, as someone who is essentially fully just immersed now in the Remedyverse, yep. I, was, I was chomping at a bit for every step of this next chapter. And when credits rolled, I was like, fuck, I need to know what's next immediately. Um, and I would say more than that, but I'm not giving away any of the stuff in that game. Just that I was satisfied every step of the way. Come on, I'm going to go home and fucking buy this. <laughs> God damn it. But um, Baldur's Gate 3's storytelling is obviously incredible. Well, I actually think I might vote for that because I can, yeah. I can appreciate, as an outsider, I can yeah. appreciate the oh, fact yeah, that absolutely. they have distilled... Uh, like a tabletop RPG into a video game that you can play by yourself. And like one of the, some of the best parts of playing a tabletop RPG is the narrative that your DM is yeah. just like, like crafting Absolutely. for you. So you're not wrong. And like, again, I'm voting Alan Wake too, but like, I can't, you want to talk about again, narrative development in a video game. Like Baldur's Gate three is a massive sprawling RPG Things happen in Act 1, but he's like, oh, I'll do this. I'll, I'll do this little Act 1 thing. And then, like, radio silence. Then you get to Act 3, and suddenly this plot thread jumps back in your face. And it's just... It's like it's just following the threads for that game are incredible. Just like D&D. Just like D&D. <laughs> and just, like... Just, like... Reminds me of the old days of Bioware. Anyway. Moment of silence. They're gone. Sorry. I was giving anyway. you a moment of silence <laughs> for you. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I do I do think Baldur's Gate 3 will win this one. But I'm voting for Alan Wake 2. Shout out to fucking Sam Lake and Remedy. You mad geniuses. Even, even if not everyone's like on board with it, I'm fucking all in, baby. God, I want to buy this game so badly. <laughs> I'm always trying to be too careful. Like, I mean, I shouldn't say I'm trying to be careful to not overhype it. Because I'm... Always hyping it. No, but this is the thing because I know it's fucking remedy, and I've you better believe. And I've played those games, and they're all. I I always finish them. I'm just like, fuck, that's a good game, and it does really cool shit, and it tells a really good story, and I get a little bit confused about things, but I'm like, it's okay. 
I just love that they take such big narrative swings. Oh, love that. Like, and there are some big narrative swings in this game. And like, like just ways that when the story comes full circle at certain points, where it's like, fuck, that's so good. It's just so good. And there's a very iconic line from Alan Wake 1. They give you a new version of it in this one. And you're just like, that, that's so good. I want to, I, I'm at this point for Alan Wake 2, right? I'm waiting for the DLC, but I'm also just waiting for that new game plus to drop. So I can like play the whole game again. I'm like, let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready to do it again. But I've like, obviously they're talking up how this new game plus will have new narrative stuff. So I'm waiting for that. But yeah, I just love Alan Wake 2's story so much. <laughs> We'll move on so we don't linger too long. That's okay. We're going to talk about it again. (laughs) Best Game Direction. Awarded for Outstanding Creative Vision and Innovation in Game Direction and Design. The nominees are The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, Mario... uh, Mario? I'm thinking of Mario still. Marvel Spider-Man 2, Baldur's Gate 3, and Alan Wake 2. I am voting for Alan Wake 2. I'm going to vote for Alan Wake 2 as well. (laughs) Because I know it's Remedy, and they do fucking weird shit that always yeah. pays off. So, like, yeah. Yeah, Sam I, like Sam Lake does weird shit that pays off in awesome ways. And I, have, have been some of my favourite moments in video games. So, Alan Wake 2. Like, yeah. I, I talked about, like, the big swings they take with their storytelling. And, yeah, that's why I'm voting for yep. them here. In general, there's a lot of cool stuff. Like, yeah, at creative vision and innovation in game direction and design... Some of the cool shit that happens in Alan Wake 2 is just great. Um, there's a lot of cool ways that you interact with the world with certain characters. Or even just like have a they take simple things like following the, the, the narrative and like making it a part of a character's like identity. It's just I love Alan Wake 2, obviously. And I think it will I don't think it's gonna win the, the big one, which we'll get to in a second. We'll get to it in a second. But I truly hope it wins this one. Uh, but again, like, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, um, yeah. I think Tears of the Kingdom is the... I just think it could take it. The fact that they gave you a fucking wild sandbox. Nintendo were just like, here's some cool toys. Go play with it. Also, here's, here's, here's a fucking sick story to go with it as well. Here's, but, here's like, Fisher-Price Lego. Yeah, basically. It's just like... What can you build? Just, oh, God, stop. Yeah, no, please, please. <laughs> the poor uh, Koroks. But, like... Yeah, they gave everyone a sandbox to play around in, but they also went up. Oh, but also over here has, like, some of my favourite video game moments from the year. Like, a lot of them and one of my favourite endings to a video game so ever. Like, Especially, specifically for, like, the Zelda franchise as well. Again, I was all in on that ending. Yeah, like, it's... it. Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah. God, it's so good. I'm it's just really good. Back on it now. But again, that's not to discount the other ones as well. No, of course e- not. Everyone could win this. Uh, for all my lot in with Alan Wake 2. Do it for Sam. Um, yeah, no, I'm that go- coffee yeah. drinking madman. Yeah, I'm voting for Alan Wake 2 as well. So we arrive yep. at Game of the Year, a category that there's been a lot of discussion about the amount of nominees. Um, we have six. It's always been six, but maybe it should be ten. I don't know. There's so, m- and it, I think that discussion has been especially prevalent this year because of the sheer volume. Of good games. Um, So yeah, the game of the year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. The nominees are The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, 
by Nintendo EPD and Nintendo, Super Mario Bros. Wonder by Nintendo EPD and Nintendo, Resident Evil 4 by Capcom, Marvel Spider-Man 2 by Insomniac Games and Sony Interactive Entertainment, Baldur's Gate 3 by Larian Studios, and Alan Wake 2 by Remedy Entertainment and Epic Games Publishing. I mean, look, I just... if we're looking at, like across all creative and technical fields, like if that, like, just by that description, and based on what I know of the game, because I haven't played it yet, I don't. I like. I've played an hour of it. Um, I think Baldur's Gate Three takes this. I like. I really do, because it is. It is doing things, from what I can tell, in video games that, like either take such mass massive amounts of work to make or um haven't really been done before or attempted like and again like we've said many many times they've they've distilled dungeons and dragons the tabletop experience down into a format that yes you can play with your friends but you can also play by yourself and still have those same moments and feelings and and those experiences that you would get from playing with friends at a table. Um, so I think, yeah, I think Baldur's Gate's got it. I do think you're right. I'm voting for Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Purely because Alan Wake 2 is my game of the year. And guess what? It's not even close. <laughs> it's, I'm, I'm going to vote for Baldur's Gate 3, but like, it's, it's wild. Like this, it's insane. This is wild. The fact that it's like, we have, a fucking the sequel to the I know Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom. When I played, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's goody, baby." Like, and especially you get to that ending, you're just like, "Fucking yeah!" I mean, it, like, come it. on, good luck, everyone Even, else. I, I mean, I will, I will say back when I when I, I think it got to mid year, I was like, "Oh, maybe Baldur's Gate three. I was like, "Maybe there's a discussion for it." And here we are now. It's like, "Well, yeah, Baldur's Gate three, But I'm like, "Fucking Alan Wake two. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And then, like, Resident Evil 4, so, like, there as well. I was like, yeah. I, I, like I, I don't think it would win, but it's, it's been, I, it deserves it's the nomination. An like, interesting discussion about its place as a remake yeah. and making the final cut. I, I, and it is, because I guess it is it is a pretty cut-dry remake. Like, it's not, it's not doing a whole lot different. The changes it makes, I feel, are very good. Absolutely. 100%. I do, I not, I do not miss the boss fight they cut out at all. No. I'm glad it's gone. Yep. Um, and I honestly love that it's more survival horror, but I mean, yeah, it's, it is, it's, and I know people have been like, well, oh, but FF7 remake was in there to them. I can say, Hey, play it. You well, play, you play that game and tell me how much of a exactly. remake it is. And that's what that's, some people would say that I think RE2 was nominated as well. Yeah, it was. So, but that again, from my knowledge, that remake is it's wildly different. It definitely changes stuff and... Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a bit. It, it is surprising. There's no best remake slash remaster category. I feel like it's yeah, it's warranted here. Yeah. Like if, I, I can, if only yeah. so I could like kick the door and be like, jokes Metroid. on all of you, it's Metroid remastered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You cowards. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it would have won if that was a category and that was nominated. Wizardry for that 100%. game looks as good as it does. Hundred um, percent. But that's not what we're here to discuss. We're here to no. discuss best yeah game of the year. And yeah, I do. I do think Baldur's Gate Three will win, and I, I love it. Like yep. literally, the only thing that. It's just like, Alan Wake 2 is so good. <laughs> it's just like, like, there's so much you can, I just want to say everything about Alan Wake 2. The way it makes two protagonists work, the way it keeps you invested in those stories, 
running at again you can choose the pace you sort of go through both narratives like you you can swap back and forth freely but i at all points i was engaged at all times yes there's people have brought up stuff about the combat i loved it but again that's because i was too busy panicking like a madman rather than focusing on how many bullets it took to kill an enemy um atmosphere top notch score music all of that top marks performance is great fucking having um there are characters in this game there are actors in this game in the live action portions which you're like that's interesting there's a character that i wouldn't even even really recognize if i didn't have subtitles on because it's a single word and the subtitle the character was like hey this is the character said that i'm like i think i know that character who said that can we like back up and the game's like nah so I yeah, think peace. I, I'm like, what? I think I know that. Character you probably do. That, that we've, yeah. <laughs> you probably do know that character. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but yeah, I mean, Baldur's Gate Three is a tour de force of like making a game that is a million hours long, but feels satisfying the entire way. Full multiplayer. The best ensemble cast I think of any recent game I played. I remember like. <laughs> Again, like I said, it, t- it reminds me of the old Bioware days, where it's just like, I love all of these characters. Yeah. <laughs> and when someone's like, pick your favorite, I'm like, no. No. I refuse. <laughs> I like this one. Which one? This one. Where you're just like, you're just you're, you're gesturing towards all of them because they are all yeah. my favorites. <laughs> that's, that's the answer. Yeah. Any any questions? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Spider- look, Spider-Man 2, we talked about it at length with Jesse last week. Very good game. Oh, I fucking love that you game. You heard my concerns in that discussion. But I still think it's incredible. I'm a, I'm a, oh God, I love that game so much. Like it's just, yeah. Mario Brothers Wonder. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous. Again, I, I'm more, I prefer the 3D Mario's. It's nothing against the 2D Mario's. I think the main reason I haven't been into them is because of the new Super Mario Brothers games. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when the first one came out. Was the first one the Wii one or the DS one? I don't remember. It was the Wii one. It, whichever one it was, I was like, this is a cool throwback game. It's kind of fun. And then that was sort of what 2D Mario was for a while. And I yep. was like, all right, I'm kind of good with this. Yeah, for like a good, like, <laughs> I'm kind 12, of good. 13 years or something. And like... then along come Mar- comes Mario Wonder. Blows me away as a 2D Mario game. And clearly you can see that Nintendo and the developers making Wonder have definitely taken notes from stuff like Mario Maker. Absolutely. And you can see it in this game. And it's wild. It's fun. It's colorful. It's vibrant. It's got a really good soundtrack. Yep. It's, yeah. And Tears. Like, Tears of a Kingdom. We did a fucking whole episode on that, too. Like, it, 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 I don't know what else I can really say about Tears of a Kingdom I, at this it's point. It's so good. I, like, lo- I loved it from start to finish. It It's a game that is set largely in the same Hyrule, which any other game I'd be like, all right, guys, I mean, it's a bit getting a bit cute, aren't we? We, like, we I thought we fully explored this game, and Nintendo were like, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Sky Islands, the depths. Yep. Bringing back, I mean, again, they're still they're still a bit too similar to the Divine Beasts, but bringing back dungeons in a way. Yeah. Having Ganondorf back in the mix. I wish Link wasn't a mute, but we'll we'll work on that. Nintendo. We're getting there. We're getting baby steps. <laughs> baby are. steps. Maybe that that'll push it over the edge next time. Six incredibly good games. Yeah, phenomenal. And he could win. Baldur's Gate three will probably win, but I'm obviously voting all in on Remedy and Alan Wake two. Karen, I was just checking my bank account. I'm thinking about <laughs> Alan Wake two tonight. I, I really. I do. am not responsible for this. I, I, I no, know. I can't. I can't. 
I can't say that you aren't in some way responsible for this. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you the full blame, but you, you played can, a tiny look, part. If in you, it. if you need to, feel free to, because I, I'll be out there flying that Alan Wake two flag. Yeah, and I feel like I need to play it before end of year talks are happening. And because I, I could I could do that or Baldur's Gate three, and there's no fucking way I'm getting all the way through Baldur's yeah, Gate Baldur's, three. Look, Baldur's Gate three is a rewarding experience that I've been playing for a hundred hours. Yep, yep. I don't not because yeah. and I mean, and that's not to say like I'm not rec- I'm not saying speedrun Baldur's Gate three. I'm just saying that like even just playing Baldur's Gate three naturally, I'm like I must explore every inch of this map. Yeah, right. Even if I sometimes look at my journal and go. Oh, I've got too many quests. <laughs> anyway, time to go find some more quests. <laughs> it's a ridiculous experience. And it will probably win. But yeah. again, much like if Dredge wins those other awards, if somehow the voting splits between Baldur's Gate and Tears at Alan Wake runs up the middle, I I'm I'm go I'm hit I'm launching into, into fucking orbit. <laughs> it really could happen too. It could. And I'd be happy. If nothing else, we are going to be treated to an incredible game of the year. Sit like um, orchestra piece. Oh yeah, by the Game Awards orchestra. This is gonna go hard. And I, I was reminded of um, the year that Control came out. They actually did Artie's song in in the medley. I'm like, what are they gonna do for the Alan Wake Two one? There's so many good picks. They could even do the new Artie song because Artie has a new song in Alan Wake Two. I don't know. All I know is I, I need to see it and hear it. <laughs> anyway, Game Awards. That's it. Yeah, we're it, happening in two weeks' time. Two weeks' time. Um, I guess this episode's already gone too long, so we're not going to talk about what we might see there. No. Nah. Maybe we'll squeeze it in next week. I don't know, because... Actually, yeah, we'll probably do that. Probably. I don't that's know. But that's, I, I never know what to expect, because I always like to keep my... But it's just fun. It's fun to have a the only thing. The only thing I'm betting on, like all chips in on, is an Elden Ring DLC trailer and date. Yeah, I think but you're right. That's just because that was revealed at the start of the year for picture. And it's been in development for a bit for what we know. So I just think it's coming early next year. And you know what? I can't wait to go back to the Lands Between. Um, and also, new Death Stranding 2 trailer. Oh, yeah, because Kojima's been editing yep. like mad. Yep, he's been editing like mad. And also, it's it's Keeley's. It's the Keeley's. Yeah. Kojima's mm-hmm. showing up. So. Well, I, mean, I, I would say not always, but just purely because. Are you I showing mean, up in some way? Like, like, Kojima posted like pictures of like his editing process and I find the fucking game awards account responded with like the looky eyes. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while since our last Death Stranding 2 trailer. Yep. We might even get a date. Maybe. I don't know. It's probably getting to that point where we get a, a maybe a, a window. The COVID years have been hard on us. That's very true. <laughs> My t- perception of time is ruined. Yep. But possibly. Yeah. Anyway, Joel, that's it. Take us out. Cool. All right. Well, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We very much appreciate you being here. Uh, if you would like to uh, follow us over on any of the social medias, we are at Dialogue Options across pretty much everything. Um, so, yeah, go send us a follow over there. Have a chat with us. We're always open for a chat, mostly on Twitter. But for Sadly. How long, for how long? But I keep, Every day I'm just like, I think it's time for threads. Uh, I might have to. I might have to. Like I don't know. I might like have to. Um, but yes. Uh, and and if also if you like what you've heard today, please go over to your podcast platform of choice. Give us a like, review, ratings, whatever those uh, those platforms do. 
in terms of giving us good praise and inflating our egos just a little tiny bit. Um, we are also a part of the Story Mode Gaming Network, and as Kyron has said a couple times in this episode, he was on this week's episode of the Love Letters podcast with our good friend Jesse Munro, and also our new friend of the show, friend of the network, Joel from Black Salt Games, are talking about Dredge. Please go and listen it's to that such episode. A- it's. I mean, obviously, I'm biased because I'm in the episode. It is such a good listen. Yeah. And it, and it wouldn't be. We also sneak in some Destiny talk at the end, and we're one step closer. I think Joel and I are gonna team up with with Jesse to try to get him into Destiny Two for the final shape. We talked about fire teaming up. Um. But yeah, it's a really good listen. It's so good. Nice, nice. Um. And also, if while you're over there checking out this Story Mode Gaming Network. Uh, podcast, go check out The Falcon, a footy, an AFL podcast, uh, also uh, led by Jesse. And what team, went, what team did they do this week? I think. Uh, yeah, what are they up to? I have to look them up individually. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, please go follow them. Give them a listen if there are things that you're into as well. It's going to be very, very exciting. Um, yeah. If you want to follow us on our individual accounts, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where I have been tweeting. Uh, that was the thing I have I've been doing. Um, first of all, shout out to Brennan White. If you you're into oh, anime, and Brennan White's the best. <laughs> if you're into anime or you want to get into anime, and you also want to get into being on a podcast as a guest, I think it was specifically is looking for someone who's interested in checking out Spy X Family. That's me. I should hit it's him up. It's really good. I should hit him up, I saw, actually. I saw, That's that, me. I, saw, <laughs> I saw the thread, and I was like, I've already watched the entire first season. Otherwise, yeah. I haven't, and I really want it's to. really good. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe, anyway. Um, yeah. Shout out to Brennan. Go uh, listen to More Than Hentai as well. It's really, really great. Um, so to circle back real quickly, the most recent uh, team focus was the Blues. Ah. With Lek, with Lek Dog at the Carlton. Um, yeah, but, uh, last weekend, uh, the, the, the most important countdown to me in my life in Australian history now is the Bluey, Bluey Fest 100 episodes countdown. Um, bit of a, uh, bit of controversial picks in the top 10. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Uh, number one was cricket. Um, very good choice though. They were quick to confirm that's the next book coming out as well. I saw. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They also, they also premiered a, a new extended theme. As well, that had like some of our Bluey's friends in it as well, which everyone sort of freaked out because they were all like, "Are they just dropping a new episode on us and just saying it's number one and like just trolling us all?" Because if that's the case, I'm not mad. Um, but I did see this uh, tweet from uh, Sam Robinson at Sam Square Eyes on Twitter. I, I which, saw this tweet, which is uh, "Sleepy Time at Number Four, which uh, criminal Sleepy Time at Number Four. This is more of an upset than the year the Rubens." pipped Kendrick in the hottest 100 and I was just like yep there was also another I think I retweeted another one during the day that was oh, I don't think I retweeted it um but someone was just like uh they've cornered the market here because it's like um this is the, the bluey fest countdown it's just for millennials who have aged up and aged out of the the triple j hottest one countdown but love a good fucking top I- 100 and I was like 
Yep. I said it to Amita, I'm like, finally, a, 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 the real hottest 100. Yep, yep, no, absolutely, 100%. To the um, bin with the, with the Triple J one, let's yep. only have Bluey Fest. Yeah, yeah, even if it's the same every year. No, fucking, just do it again. Just it's it going to change. Yeah, it'll change. There'll be new people who come in, there'll be new episodes. Like, do it again next year. We've got our whole half-hour episode coming next year. Anyway, I could talk about Bluey again. If you want to hear that, go listen to Love Letters, oh, where I talked with Chris and Jesse about it. Where can they find you, Karen? Uh, so, sadly, you can still find me on Twitter, where I am at Lemonman. Next, but on the off chance you are on threads you can find me there i guess which also doubles if you're looking on instagram but don't don't find me there where i'm kyron k-y-r-a-n underscore m but on twitter which is where i am still presently most active i've been retweeting mostly because i've been too fucking exhausted to deal with this this fucking platform yep uh, so highlights um signalis on special metro primary mastered on special dredge on special mm-hmm that's like that's like the Kyron starter kit. Yep. Right there. Um, yeah, that's fair. Play those three games. And then play on like two. It's not a special vote, so I'm sorry, but like it's just really good. Um, um, it's not special because I'm about to go drop $99 on it. $90 on it. I'm scrolling back to see if I've got any interesting tweets. It's more, like I said, it's mostly retweets. That's fair. Uh, nah. Just go, go follow the people that I retweeted. They're probably more interesting. Awesome. Find me, find me on the floor. <laughs> Check in with me after Christmas when I'm alive again. Yeah, when when Kyron's Twitter account starts being more active, you'll know that he's gotten through <laughs> the tough times, <laughs> like, the, the hard seasons. Look, I say that, but we're probably gonna get a new rebirth trailer at the Game Awards, so that'll probably like inject some life into me. We'll probably see Sid. We'll see some Vincent. So two weeks, two weeks, I'll probably be back. Fair enough. Posting nothing, but just like rebirth gifts. Yeah. So look forward to that. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you next time when we uh, drop another episode on Into Your Lovely Ear Holes. So thank you once again. Until next time. Uh, yeah, go play some fucking amazing games. I gave you three. They're on special. <laughs> th- th- this year has given us a-, a gazillion. It has given us a gazillion. So um, yeah, go play some games. Have some fun. We'll see you then. Bye. Options podcast.